0: Hello and welcome back to the real professional podcast the podcast where air quotes real professionals interview non air quotes real professionals uh, I apologize if I sound a bit crappy today. I just recently like just had to run to the store to get a new mic because the uh, Headset I was using previously died which sounds shittier than the uh, microphone that we use in the studio So this is like just two degrees of shitty today, but yeah, the show must go on. So, uh Or we don't get paid. That's that's how it works. So Anyways, we're joined. I'm joined today by uh, Jesse and Remy. Say hi, guys.
1: Hey, hello. It's good to be back on.
0: Yeah, Remy, it's been a while for you.
1: It has been a while I, I, since since your uh, microphone died. Maybe it'll come back as a ghost. Huh? huh?
0: horror website.
1: You're for bloody <laughs> disgusting, right? Hi. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is this is the bloody disgusting podcast. This the Boo Crew. I think is what theirs is called.
1: It's we like should... it's like. We should set up, like, a a skins versus shirts against him, right?
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, like, the Boo Crew sounds like if you were, like, in BoJack Horseman, like, if he was in a horror movie and they were trying to come up with, like, a fake-sounding podcast name for the BoJack Horseman character to be on, it would be the Boo Crew. Anyway. Shots fired. Shots fired. uh, Keeping that long-standing feud between Bloody Disgusting and Dread Central going, which I couldn't possibly care about at this point. Um anyways uh we already did the intro music so uh, uh unfortunately i won't be able to say dj drop that sick beat but i will be able to say my new favorite line let's get into the news 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 <laughs> goes in here all right um i was actually kind of worried that we wouldn't have anything to talk about this week like i'm still kind of coming down from the pax south stuff and uh getting ready for pax east they hold those pretty close together but uh luckily uh blizzard entertainment uh, in partnership with activision is just the company that keeps on delivering with the most recent news that the uh well does there any of you either of you want to introduce this because um I feel like I've been introducing all the stuff lately.
1: I'm, I'm usually the one with the hot take, so I shouldn't be the one to to introduce this. Yeah, Jesse, why don't you go ahead and introduce the topic? Um, alright.
2: Yeah. So, Blizzard, I, I guess somebody made, like, a uh, custom version of their, I don't even know which game, like, the article says it was Dota, <laughs> but...
0: Okay, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the topic then. Okay, I didn't so, actually uh, read the
2: article that much. I just
0: So <laughs> it over. So, uh, it is... I'm going to win this debate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse is still high on the, the Joe Biden uh, debate that we had just last week, and he's, he's been watching more Joe Biden debates and emulating his presidential frontrunner uh, of Joseph Robinette Biden at this point.
2: I got the um, Biden energy flowing through me. You should see that yep. I got tubes hooked up to my to my back, like Bane, just pumping
0: that <laughs>
2: pumping that juice.
0: Keeps
2: uh, keeps me going.
0: Yeah. Um. But the the news is is that uh, Blizzard has decided to levy copyright claim. Of, well, to claim the copyright of all custom maps that are going to be made in the Warcraft Three Reforged. So the Warcraft Three Reforged recently launched onto BattleNet. Um, it's just Warcraft Three redone. It's like the same game. Um carrying on the proud tradition of Blizzard not knowing how to actually monetize their titles and just coming out with the same thing over and over again. Uh, This is in step with the the, uh, WoW Classic that's launched. That was free, though. I don't know if you guys know this, but WoW Classic, if you own any of the World of Warcrafts, you get World of Warcraft Classic. They're not recharging people for it. Um, And then also the announcement that uh, Overwatch 2 is just Overwatch 1 with a campaign. It's, it's like literally the same game. It's just a campaign single-player mode for Overwatch 2, um, which, as we all know, everyone's favorite part of
1: Overwatch 2 is the bot training ground. That Ted, did we ever put money on the table? Did I ever tell you my prediction for what they were going to announce? Because it was exactly what Overwatch 2 is. Was this on the podcast, or was this just in conversation, or did I call you up completely drunk and crying, telling you I know exactly what's going to be this Overwatch 2 expansion? So I,
0: I think that we had a conversation about it while I was in the car at one point, but go ahead and recap for the for the eager listeners here.
1: I knew what they were going to announce. They were going to announce. Hey, I wait, told them. What they were to announce was.
2: Uh, Remy, your mic's making. Is anybody hearing that weird sound Remy's mic is making? The clicking? Yeah. I'm not talking about
1: his voice. Oh, that's this, a frayed wire. Let me try to straighten the wire out. Let me see. Just let me know if that gets worse or better.
0: It was better. No, no, it sounds fine. Okay,
1: cool. cool. Thank you. No, I, I knew what Blizzard was going to announce. I knew what they were going to announce. They were going to announce Diablo 4 because they got shit on for that. They got shit on for that, and they had to recoup that. And let's just be honest, Diablo is probably a pretty easy game to make. You, t- you take a lot of the stuff, you make spooky, scary, little top-down maps, and it's a cookie-clicker game is basically what it is. It's, 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 a, it's a clicker game with a gear check. Mm -hmm. And then I knew they were going to add something to overwatch. And I didn't call it a sequel. What I said was they're going to add like character specific campaigns. They called it overwatch Two, And I thought bull fucking shit. They put so much into the engine. They put so much into it. There's no way that they're going to update that shit. And it turns out to be an expansion. It turns out just to be a bunch of single player shit. Two for two 2020 vision in the future. Hire me for economic forecasting i will tell you exactly what the future holds yeah
0: i um, i don't think anyone was really surprised by the uh well i think the people were were surprised how they announced overwatch 2 because a lot of the the backlash that i i was researching for the warcraft stuff that we're gonna be talking about here today people were like shitting on overwatch 2 from just being overwatch 1.5 basically but Um, I don't know I think I feel like Blizzard has been on like a diehard mission to kill all the goodwill that the lost Vikings generated for them 47 years ago and uh, but more seriously like I I I kept saying that like you know the Diablo 3 wasn't that good of a game and the new Warcraft expansions aren't that good and Overwatch is like it's not as successful as I think that a lot of other, you know, shooters, I don't think it's as successful as they needed it to be to float the company of that size. Um, I mean, like a lot of their esports scenes are shutting down. Like the Overwatch League is like not really a thing anymore. Um, Heroes of the Storm tanked. And we're just looking at this, like this blizzard that's it, it, it was this like monolithic titan. It's like the biggest U.S. video game creator and it's it's the 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 writing has started to be scribbled on the walls and um you know i, I don't want to be too hard on blizzard though because like there is a market for what they do like world of warcraft is still probably the best mmo on the market um and i think that overwatch like is a polished shooter um like they, i don't think that any of the games that they make are bad like i haven't played diablo immortal but i imagine that diablo immortal is probably going to be the best mobile game you can get if anyone blizzard's
1: shit. not making that though Blizzard oh, outsourced who? that to a Chinese company.
0: Which one? Diablo Immortal. No, which, which Chinese company? There's more than
1: one. Oh, uh, one of them. Uh, but basically, it, it's a company that makes exactly the kind of game that looked like in the trailer.
0: Uh, it's being made by a developer NetEase. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's being made by NetEase. So that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. They make like, Black Desert and like all these other... No, I don't think they make Black Desert. I think that's Pearl Abyss that makes Black, De- Black Desert. I don't want to uh, piss off all of our future Chinese sponsors, but um, NetEase makes a lot of games, like a, the Chinese games. But um, yeah, I think that uh, when we're looking at the announcement from, from Blizzard, there's like a few things to keep in mind, and I do want to look at the company as a whole to kind of talk about it, because... When you're talking about Blizzard as an entity, it's like it's it's so monolithic that the the and it's been around for so long that the blizzard that people remember like doesn't really represent like the blizzard that is now. and so many people have so much nostalgia for these great games of the past. Like people rightfully have nostalgia for Diablo too. I mean, like it or not, like it was a big part of a lot of kids growing up and like getting into pc gaming
1: and yeah sure yeah brilliant game for the time great tone wonderful wonderful story and uh uh to your point uh any of the original diablo diablo 2 team still working on blizzard uh, yeah i don't think so
0: yeah that's that's a bigger that's a bigger point that we can get to um but you know like world of warcraft was was the best mmo to come out like it really did change the mmo market and yes. yeah um, and people have the, they remember these halcyon days of, you know, Blizzard kind of being the big boy on campus and they've just been coming up with so many things that have just been like really shitting on their fan base. Um, I mean like what, the Blizzard Inferno that we talked about with Blitz Chung getting, uh, banned for the Minecraft shit. Uh, we talked, I think about that in episode six. The, the point, I'm, the point I'm making is that, um, like blizzard has kind of had a rough patch with their public relations and i i honestly feel like this bigger than anything else is going to be their roughest patch with the the custom map setting announcement so um to give a little bit of backstory for people that don't know uh warcraft 3 a big a big big part of what made warcraft 3 successful was the custom map settings and uh if you if you aren't familiar like with the old days of gaming the, when you bought a game uh, like Counter-Strike or um, actually counter Strike's a bad example because Counter-Strike is actually a mod for Half-Life. But When you bought like Quake or Doom or Half-Life or Red Alert or, you know, Warcraft 3, one of the big reasons that you were getting it was for all of the mods that would come out for it. It's still a part of PC gaming culture, but not nearly as big as it used to be, especially with the like always live servers for games like uh, Fortnite where like you can't mod it because then it would be like. They have a standardized version that they don't want everyone to be playing. There's, without downloading an offline version, you can't really mod Fortnite. But it used to be, like, n- most of what you did in these games was you played the campaign, you played some multiplayer, and then you would see what the custom map settings had, which were uh, a mod toolkit that Blizzard with Warcraft Three provided uh, people to basically make their own maps with their own rules. It, it was modding without actually having to go into the game files. Like they had the tools themselves. Um, and I mean, like, going back to, to Counter-Strike again, like, Counter-Strike had those tools in Counter-Strike to make your own Counter-Strike maps. Imagine playing Counter-Strike with no extra maps other than the ones they launched with. I mean, then you'd just be playing Call of Duty, you know? But, like, that was the, 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 the thing that people loved about those olden days of uh, PC gaming. And the, the mod scene for the strategy games, for the, uh, the Blizzard strategy games, really took off with uh, StarCraft. The custom map settings on StarCraft. That's where like entire genres are spawned from. That we had tower defense. We had the um, those golem games. It's it's kind of hard to describe, but like you would set a probe over something and it would spawn dudes. And then the more dudes you killed, you could spawn higher level dudes. It was like the original cookie clicker because like you just like you spawn dudes and they got bigger. Um, but the, the, it was made by one guy working with the tools he had, not modding something, not make let's like, make using the funny little tools that the engine had to make something unique. And it was... I mean, in the tower defense genres, when I used to spend... I probably would say hundreds of hours clicking away on the tower defense games. Like, I would have World of Warcraft up on one screen grinding for to get repair gold for the raids, and in the other screen, I'd have a tower defense map up from Warcraft 3. Like, that is how ubiquitous like Blizzard was in my life, because of the quality of product that they had. Um, and then... <coughs> Of course, like the big, when Warcraft 3 came out is really when it exploded. And everyone knows the game that came from Warcraft 3. Remy, do you want to say?
2: Warcraft 4.
0: Warcraft 4, exactly, which will never come out. But Remy, you personally know, of course.
1: Well, I I personally believe what you're referring to is Defense of the Ancients.
0: Yep. Dota came from a Warcraft 3 mod. And I don't even think everyone even knows that anymore. That Dota 2, the one that Valve owns now, was created as a custom map in Warcraft 3. The original Defense of the Ancients was actually one of many of these hero brawlers that became the genre known as the MOBA. And, I mean, we can't downplay the importance that of that. And we can't, you know, we can't be ignorant of the fact that, like, the toolkit that they provided revolutionized the industry and they deserve a lot of credit for that but this most recent announcement is it just smacks of being entirely uh motivated by greed and i i can't i can't when they're saying that with so backing up for a second with this new warcraft 3 release I was hoping to once again play great custom maps. I was hoping that they would really focus on the mod tools because, frankly, StarCraft 2 's mod tools fucking sucked. And same with Diablo Three. Diablo Three because of the always online component, like, you could play Diablo Two modded and have, like, your Necromancer shoot a million teeth out every time they cast teeth. And, like, people had fun with that. There's a lot of, like, people that play Diablo Two modded versions that better balance the game or add more levels. Like, it's, it's a whole thing. But... Um, Like, Warcraft 3 is really where it was at. And then StarCraft 2, they never released the robust custom map tools that they did on uh, Warcraft 3. And it never had the same level of modding scene. Like, I I tried to actually play some custom maps on uh, StarCraft 2, like, a couple years ago. And at that point, StarCraft 2 had been out for, I don't know, eight years. And they had not even reached, like, the level of custom maps that Warcraft 3 had had a year after release. Like, it was really, really, like it was piss poor. So I was looking at Warcraft three coming out, the remastered version and going reforged, whatever it's called. and thinking this is going to be so much fun. I will have, I will gladly dump 30 bucks into this to play uh, the, all those tower defenses I used to play that I never, I, I haven't played in what probably 12 years at this point. Jesus, it's been a while. And the thing is, though, is that with this copyright claim, they're saying now that they own any custom maps that you make on uh, on the, the Warcraft 3 Reforged, which is, I mean, the the only reason they're doing that is because they lost Dota.
1: That's, that's, uh, uh, well, okay. You know all my thoughts on Blizzard. I'm not, I'm not a friend of Blizzard. I don't think that there was a lot of animosity in this decision I think that they were backed in the corner for where they are as a company and because of the nature of making games nowadays. I don't think that they looked at this and thought this is going to be a great way for us to uh, pull one over against some 14-year-old kid who's got an idea and likes the streamlined robustness of our modding tools. I think that this game could not be made in any other way unless they had that legal document in front of them. I I, I honestly think they they did not have a choice on this.
0: I I I see where you're coming from, and it's not that I completely disagree with you. I'm just saying that no, I'm I'm still measuring the amount of degree amount that I disagree with you. I'm going to let Jesse <laughs> chime in here because this is going to quickly devolve. Um.
2: Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with Remy. Whatever he yeah. said. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, yeah, like, obviously, they're not planning on making it big, like, on the next Dota 2. Um, You know, realistically, that was probably just a, a, a lucky roll of the dice for Valve. But, you know, it is setting a precedent that they can basically, whatever creative thing you use using their canvas is their, you know property now so not that you know Warcraft uh, modded maps were being sold but you know it I don't know I mean yeah it's difficult because there there really is you know they're not going to make any extra money off of it but then you look at companies like Nintendo who uh, you know people make like a Metroid remake or something and they like do a copyright violation on it after a person puts like two years into it, uh, because maybe someday they're going to do like a Metroid, uh, fuck, what do you call them? Emulators.
0: I don't know. Okay. No, no, I, I, so first off the copyright question is, is a, the, for the like defending of the copyright, whether you're talking about with Sega or like Sega shut down the Sonic fan remake, or, uh, you know, like, um, Nintendo shutting down like a Mario fan remake. They have to do that because they're they're protecting the integrity of their copyright. So video game copyrights are pretty unique. Um, it's really, really, really hard to copyright the the concept of gameplay. Right. Um, like even Tetris like doesn't own the right to blocks falling down and making lines.
1: They've got like, the rights to the name, they've got the rights to perhaps the music, but otherwise they can't say this is a puzzle game where you you put blocks down, which is exactly Tetris, therefore Every swap block puzzle game no longer, you know, uh, can be allowed to to exist.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like it's 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 easy when you look at something like a MOBA, and it's like, yeah, you can't own the idea of a MOBA, but you can make a game pretty much exactly like League of Legends as long as you don't call it League of Legends or have any of the art of League of Legends, and like, as long as you make it artistically different, like the mechanics don't really defend you. Um, so when you're talking about the the companies shutting down copyright. They they have the, shutting down fan projects. They have to do that because if you don't maintain the integrity of the copyright of your product, you lose it. Like, right. it, it, yeah. So if 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 some dude was to go off and make you know Mario uh, All Stars Redux, and it's a remake Mar- of Mario All Stars,
2: what? Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say Mario Gear Rising Revengeance.
0: Yeah, exactly. If there was to make Mario Gear Rising Revengeance, and Nintendo didn't go, okay, well you can't use Mario; that's our character. The, the argument can be made that Mario is now public domain and they could lose the copyright. That happens all the time. Um, and, and like, the most obvious is that, like, you know, Kleenex is actually a brand. But, like, Kleenex itself lost the brand to Kleenex because it, like, allowed it to become common parlance and didn't, like, aggressively go after other people calling their products a Kleenex. So, um with video games though, like you can't because you can't copyright the gameplay of a game, basically what you can copyright is the, the the name to it and the the characters that you create and things like that. So what they're basically doing is that if anyone comes into the Warcraft 3 modding scene and goes, I'm gonna make Steve's Tower Defense. And Steve's Tower Defense is gonna have this artistic style, etc. And then they go, Okay, well, I've have this big following from Steve's Tower Defense. I'm going to go sell Steve's Tower Defense on Steam. Now they're going to go, no, no, no. You got to call it something else because we own Steve's Tower Defense. Which is, is it's really, really like how much you side with this is heavily dependent on how much you consider modding tools to be a service and like how much you think that they give to uh, the, the party that's creating. Because um, like if, if it's basically like the Unity engine, like Unity doesn't own all the games made by the Unity engine.
1: No, but they license out the engine.
0: Right, exactly. And with with Warcraft instead of licensing and Warcraft 3 instead of licensing out the engine, essentially what they're doing is they're just like letting anyone use it.
1: Sure, it's it's a different terms of service.
0: Yes, exactly. And the 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 real thing here is that with th- this change like what they are intent- basically trying to do, and I, this is why I disagree with you guys, is that they are trying to not lose the next Dota. Like, I, I guarantee you the reason that this was put, like, this is one of their priorities here, instead of just letting modders do whatever the fuck they want. Like, I, I'll get into a better example here in a second, but I, I just, I guarantee you that the CEO of Activision Blizzard, whoever that is at the moment, uh, is just lays up in, in his bed awake at night thinking about all the millions and I don't even know if it's made a billion dollars that Dota two makes. And it's just like, that could have been ours. That could have been uh, ours.
1: You're absolutely correct. And therefore I don't think there's any animosity in this decision. Someone in the company says we would love to do a Warcraft three reforged. Uh, they probably don't call it that in the company. Uh, but they, they say they want to remaster Warcraft 3. They think that it would be good fan engagement. They think that the, uh, the climate is right for RTS to, to hit the scene again. They see a lull. They think that it would bring a classic around. And hey, if they're going to bring back the classic, have all the features, the, the modding community is going to be like, you know, one of the big things about it. Anyone who's like part of Activision Blizzard who remembers the legal ramifications of Dota and Blizzard going head-to-head in court about it, and suddenly realizes that Hearthstone didn't win out, uh, or not Hearthstone, uh, Heroes of the Storm didn't win out against like uh, Dota. Then they're gonna say, "Are you shitting me?" We're gonna allow another modding tool thing to come out and King Make against us. Uh, no, you have to tell us why we're gonna do this. And the answer that they have to give is. Either we're going to license out the modding tools for $10,000 a pop, like you know Unity does it, and provide that as a service, which is not what people want. Or they're going to say, all right, you're sure. Uh, we're going to make sure a Dota situation never happens again. We're going to own anything that comes out there, including the namesake. That's, well, that's what it is. They, they couldn't have made it the other way. No one would okay this project otherwise.
0: But why the fuck are they so scared of a Dota coming out? Like, that just shows such a disdain. Because you
1: said they've lost billions, potentially.
0: Well, yeah, but that's the thing, is that, like, shouldn't they have lost billions? They didn't make Dota. Like, that's the question here, is that, like, do you look at your consumers as people that want to use your toolkit to make great games because you're a gaming company that makes a toolkit that lets people make games, or are you a company that's trying to stranglehold the intellectual property so that you can make those billions? Like, basically what they're saying is that Oh, by the fact that we lost Dota and that we're upset about that, we are mad at Ice Frog and Company for you know not going with us for deciding to go with Valve instead, and we're not going to let that happen again. What they're saying is is that I, I can't believe we let this other guy who put all the work into creating this game get away with selling his product to another company. Like, oh heaven forbid!
1: I don't I don't know whether or not this this document is a fuck you to Ice Frog personally, but I also think it's it's the the purpose of a company. To do things in the company's best interest now i'm not saying this is a good decision. I think that this is a poor decision, and I think that the fan reaction reflects that. I think this is the best decision they could have made though
0: no dude i, I don't know I, I think that this is I think this is the worst decision that they could have made. I think it just really like it, sh- it gets it to the heart of what 's wrong with Blizzard now is that it's not a gaming company anymore it's a company designed to make more fucking money, and like yeah, all gaming companies oh well, make- yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no! All gaming companies are designed. They're to make not, money. you know,
1: games for change. They're not making, you know, uh, Uganda is starving or whatever that game is. They're they they got to they got to pay for all their employees' uh, grocery bills. And yeah, they sorry, got kids sorry, Ted. You know,
2: you know how poor those uh, Blizzard CEO, you know, those Blizzard CEOs on the corner just busking, <laughs> trying to, you know, sell uh, like create, you know, fucking orc models for people pass for passersby because they're trying to feed their fucking employees um sorry bud that's a free market if you wanted uh video games to be yours uh why don't you make your own video game console or engine uh, <laughs> i mean, well hell if, dude like if, yeah this if is if one of the reasons like,
1: why i don't think this is a big problem if like, you don't
2: like uh the treatment like how shitty it is to be on an airline why don't you make your own damn airline uh if you don't, don't like you fly, I, I
1: do not think that if the warcraft 3 reforged is a monopoly on warcraft 3 or its modding tools to to be perfectly frank. I think that there are alternatives. I I, I don't, don't even think the airline comparison, that's like saying you can't take the train or some shit like that.
2: Oh, you don't like uh, I think nah, the train's nah, too nah, expensive? It's make your own damn train. Make your own damn I mean, infrastructure.
0: Th- this isn't, like, a stance on, like, <laughs> the, the, the overall ideas of capitalism in general. Like, if, if Blizzard stopped existing, the fucking economy wouldn't collapse. Like, I'm not trying to make any statements about, like, how, like, Blizzard, like, I, 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 what i'm saying is is that we've reached a point where blizzard used to make games because they were trying to sell games to a market and 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 people were happy with that and like it doesn't feel like they're a games company anymore like this is this is the fact cool. the reason that this is so ridiculous is that it's not that they're coming out with warcraft 4 and saying hey Last time Dota happened, this time we're going to be releasing modding tools as well with Warcraft 4. We wanted to have a robust modding scene again, but we just want to make sure that if there's another Dota, we won't lose it. They're coming out with the same fucking game again. And they're saying, this time's a do-over. Like, and it's it, like, that is just so ridiculous.
1: Like, I, I think that if they made Warcraft 4 and it was a completely different game and it all had modding tools, I would be incredibly shocked, surprised In this alternate universe, where instead of Warcraft 3, they made Warcraft 4 and it was a completely different game – they didn't also add in anything made in the modding tools engine that we're providing for you is ours. I, I think that that is a de facto decision they had to make in order for this project to see the light of the day. No, no, no. I, I, what I'm saying is that they fundamentally misunderstand their audience. And like,
0: so... Oh, of course. Yeah, that that, bought, that's beside the point. <laughs> the, the people that bought Warcraft 3 are the ones that are going to be buying Warcraft 3 Reforged. No one that's like, under, like... None of the Fortnite kids give a shit about Warcraft 3 Reforged. Like, I'd be willing to bet... Every single person that's bought Warcraft 3 or Forged also has a copy of – a perfectly functioning copy of Warcraft 3. And I, I, I don't know. Maybe not 100 like, percent because there's always those psychopaths out there that just buy new games whenever they come out because they they just are sick. They're sick humans. but Freaks. Freak, absolute freaks. Those are the people that want Warcraft 3 to come back so they can create mods again. And you're looking at those people, the people that or remember those – yeah. The people that remember the good old days of creating mods, enjoying mods, et cetera, and saying, hey – we can't let you be successful. And that's so fucking dumb. So many people have gone from a modding background. Like the guys that make um, Dungeon Defenders. I was talking to them at Pack South. They were saying like most of us got our start making Warcraft 3 Tower Defense maps. And yeah, of course oh, yeah, you're not you're, definitely,
1: Yeah, modding not, tools, especially in that time, was how tons and tons of game developers uh, started out. Absolutely. That, that was the entryway to this. I, I remember when I was a kid, I was like tooling around with that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and it's a ubiquitous kind of like story you hear.
2: And not only that, it was how a game you know made a community.
1: And yeah, now it's absolutely. Not,
2: it's not profitable to have a game create its own community organically. You gotta like no, it's it's everybody... absolutely
1: profitable to have a game create a, uh, a community, but not, not it has to that. be curated.
2: Not through something free like the community's creativity. It's got to be through something like uh uh like Apex Season Four. Or whatever.
1: <laughs> right that that's that's the new games as service model it, it's keeping people within your service if you're providing them all the tools to go make a competitor then it it's not going to be a project that either is good for your long-term survival or we'll see the light of day when you have scrupulous investors who are looking at a multi-million dollar price tag
2: why Ooh. why why does a mod uh
1: you know, impact the base game. Why does a mod impact the base game? Yeah. Uh, sorry. What, what, what is the context for, for this? Are you talking about blizzard specifically? <laughs> like I'll tell you the, the specific thing for blizzard it's because inventors are uh, investors are going to say, we just tanked on heroes of the storm. And I don't know if you know this, but Dota was made in the warcraft three. You guys made the thing that killed our project that we were banking a lot of money on. What are you going to do in order to prevent that with this? And this was their answer.
0: Look, here's what I'll say. I think that probably more people I know bought Warcraft 3 to play Dota than to play Warcraft 3.
1: 100% that's true,
0: yes. And they got those fucking sales. Those sales didn't go to IceFrog. They went to Blizzard Entertainment.
1: $30 a pop versus a uh, multi-million dollar, perhaps billion dollar, like you say, franchise. It's different times. That was the early 2000. Nowadays... Uh, selling thirty dollars titles is not the way the company makes money. It, it's by having an on live service.
0: No, it's by selling the same thirty dollars title twice through a remastering. Mm. No, but what I'm what I'm saying is is that this move says to the community, okay, look, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of these custom maps that get made aren't going to be able to make it into their own fucking game. Like Dota is the extreme example, and sure. of course, of course, from a business standpoint, you look at it and you go. Oh, well, you know, we don't want to lose out on that, you know, point zero 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 one percent that might make a billion dollars. Uh, what if the next Fortnite comes out on our platform? But what you're saying is that those people that did the work to make it popular, people weren't coming to Dota because of that great Warcraft 3 name. They were coming to play Dota because they liked fucking dota so to say that that guy then doesn't own dota to be able to sell it is complete bullshit that's why i think this whole thing is complete bullshit i i
1: well i'm agreeing with you in this stance i would also remind you that league of legends i believe and no they don't make more money because valve runs dota far leaner than league of legends but league of legends is a far more popular version of the moba genre and it's not the thing that had the original name Heroes of the Storm had a fighting chance. They, they just didn't capitalize it on the right time. They didn't do the right decisions. I, I, I don't think that uh, there's a barrier to entry with that. I think that even if you do have the name, you can still compete. Okay, but every modder that starts
0: working on something really hard. So you have like different stages of, of the modder life cycle, if you will, at like the pupa to, to the larva, whatever. Basically, everyone starts off just having fun, doing some bullshit, making your entire defense. And then you have, like, a following, and people that like it. So you, oh, maybe I'll maybe set up a Patreon. And you set up the Patreon, and I, I, I subscribe to, like, at least three different modders on Patreon for uh, Total War stuff, because I like the shit that they do. And they, they, they come out with their mods, and they, they make a tidy sum, and usually companies can't do shit about that. Like usually, like, usually companies don't go after the Patreon. Like, even under this claim, people could still set up a Patreon to, like, I make Warcraft mods, and, and, and like, Blizzard can't come after their money. Really? Um, but, Everyone has that dream of being that, that the 0.1% that makes the next – like a balloon tower defense originally was, I think, a Warcraft 3 mod. I know that the guys that made it uh, had originally had a uh, Warcraft 3 mod that they based the, the balloon tower defense off of. But also um, like Dota, it's, it's, to, it's to try to catch that next Dota and say, hey, no, we own the next Dota. But that's the thing is that they didn't make Dota. That's the question. Should Blizzard be allowed to claim copyright on things that they aren't making? Under their
1: terms of agreement, yes. But that's the thing. Should – is that legitimate? I mean like Yes, they... because it's their terms of agreement. If you then try to take your game and then sell it for profit in a new engine – then they will tell you, we own the rights to these assets, we own the rights to this writing, and we own the rights to these uh, these other things that were included on this. So you have to change your name and replace those assets, because those are ours.
0: Uh, but that's the thing, is that they, they, they didn't make the name. Like, yes, Dota 2 doesn't have the same assets as Dota 1. But, but it has you, the like, same I name. agree
1: on the terms of service. That's their, that's
0: their price but you of price That's the ticket price. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying, okay, that's the ticket price. Yes. But that's not how intellectual property works in, like, perpetuity. Like, if I buy a bicycle and I break down the bicycle and I take the tires and I use those tires to make, I don't know, art. I own the fucking art.
1: Yes, you do, and you didn't also go to the bike shop and agree to a document that said you will not take this bike apart. If you did, and then the bike owner went up to you and said, what the hell happened to my bike? He could take you to court for for not falling through on that contract. Well, fuck so the contract.
2: Saying, That's such a – I mean, you know, yeah, why, should exactly. to, <laughs> why should we why have should to – why should we have to worship these sacred, sacred documents?
0: Legal documents? <laughs> yeah, why, <laughs> why should some society is trust? No, why should Apple be allowed to say that I can't modify my fucking phone? That's the question. Well, why is Apple allowed to? Because they have a billion dollars they can make the goddamn laws. Yeah, dude,
2: like, they this... have the paper. Don't like, you worship if the paper? Like, we Remi, li- we you... live and die. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, uh, go ahead. We live and die by the paper. It's, it's all we live for. The sacred paper that says... Uh, like when it asked us if we wanted to like are you talking about dollar bills like in God we trust what No paper? like no the paper that the says contract. like yeah the you know the the sacred contract oh. that we sign when we click through you know when we're well well
1: yes, you are you are affirming an agreement. <laughs> why hey, why dude, Remy, why I, 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 I can tell you and then tell like a judge, but I don't agree with the agreement. Then don't I, sign it. I'm just saying
0: that when I was traveling through uh, the, the slave library, I saw a lot of agreements that were written in paper about people owning other people, and those were written agreements, those were contracts. Are those still valid, Remy, or do times change? Do sometimes things need to change?
1: Sorry, We're but uh, we traded in, the entire in slavery island. Slavery, America. I believe we had a war about that, and thankfully the good guys won. Yeah, I'm just saying, Remy, you're on the wrong side of the Blizzard Wars. <laughs> <laughs> this can if, literally, if, be if it the- turns out in the future that the greatest moral challenge of our time was modding ownership. Then, then I will bite my tongue so that nobody realizes that I was in the Confederacy. I mean, it,
2: but it might be because we have, like, these big companies that are becoming insane monoliths that nobody can challenge. Insane
1: monoliths? Blizzard is not doing very well by your own discretion. They might be spun off of that How for five years. How
0: many fucking employees do they have, okay? They have women. They, they
1: slashed them.
0: You Like in 2017, okay. they slashed Let, them. Let's, let's back up for a second here because there is a legitimate reason why this copyright claim is concerning. Regardless of like – you can't just put anything on a contract, Remy. That's ridiculous. Of
1: like, course not. If I've got a, a document that says I'm allowed to shoot you in the face and then you sign it and I shoot you in the face, I'm going to jail for murder. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like I can't – like there are certain things that you can't agree to in a contract. And there's certain consumer protections that
1: like also exist. Like Then you should make a game and then you should take Blizzard to court. And then the courts will then bring it up to the Supreme Court and say, companies are not allowed to do this. Whoa,
0: you're right. I should go up to have legal action against Blizzard Entertainment with all their billions of dollars. Yeah, let me just go do that with yeah. Ice Frog. I like... got
2: 50 bucks in the bank. Time to challenge uh,
0: <laughs> Blizzard.
1: Okay, if, if you don't feel comfortable doing that because you're afraid of the oppressive nature of Blizzard's overlords, then you can also make the very same game – ...in Unity instead of playing a really shitty remaster of an early 2000s game, okay. which nobody likes and is missing features. If That's you don't also like, an option.
2: If you don't like your cell service, just build a new cellular network.
1: Yeah, with a more streamlined <laughs> service. I mean, If you're comparing what you can do... Uh, and what uh what Warcraft Forged is offering versus any other game engine these days, then I, I don't know what you're getting much. The okay. biggest things that you could get from like the original Warcraft 3 was ease of streamlined use, which was not it compared to modern standards I, I think it's probably easier to make a game in unity than in Warcraft. Uh, Warcraft 3. you also had a couch audience, which I don't think Warcraft 3 for is going to have you know, Auto Chess was gangbusters because there were people who were playing Dota and were people looking at the custom maps and they decided, hey, we got to share this stuff. I don't think that, like Ted said, uh, StarCraft 2 could like really take off because the user base isn't there uh, along no, no, no. Let me, with the let lack me... of streamlined robustness. So no, I, I don't think that like this is the oppressive nature of Blizzard that we will never be able to uh, compete against before it just takes over the American dream in a manifest blizzard destiny, you just don't make games on that shitty engine then. Let me, re, let me re, restate here. I
0: didn't say that the StarCraft II community never took off because there weren't enough players. I was saying that the toolkit wasn't robust enough to support the modding community that wanted to exist. Like, it just didn't have the tools to like actually make good maps.
1: I also think it's just not worth it to learn it because there's not a lot of people who are interested in it too. I I don't know the numbers, the player base numbers. I think that if you were going to make mods of games, there are more popular games to get more attention.
0: Uh like what that are modable?
1: I mean that are modable? I mean I, I believe that uh PUBG and World War Z both came from the the same game that they were Yeah, uh, armor
0: 2, like, armor 3. Yeah, and if they couldn't exist because Arma 3 or 2 – it was actually uh, – Daisy was a Arma 2 mod, and um, I'm pretty sure that PUBG was not
1: an Arma mod. I think it's – anyways. Uh, it looked, then perhaps Arma would own it, or perhaps they would make it a different engine. A- and if instead of modding they cured cancer, we would no longer have uh, cancer. I-, I-, I can't deal with hypotheticals. What I can say is that at this point now – I don't think that you a need to fear making a game and then having Blizzard take you over like a giant techno octopus thing. And b I, I don't think that this president is going to work out in Blizzard in the long run, and that competitors will come out and say we've got modding tools, perhaps with the Red Alert remake that is coming out, uh, uh, for and real? we're not is there? going. Yeah, there is. Oh, I'm, I'm super stoked about it. That... Oh my god, I want to hear all the fucking remastered music.
2: Oh, oh fuck. man. Do you think they're going to use? Are the actors still alive? Even I, I don't oh, know if no, I, I could do Red they, Alert without like voice
1: Sparks were so good. I don't okay, let's do it let's, without
2: corny actors. Right? Yeah, so they, the they gotta they keep came. it.
1: But no, no, but no. Let me let me finish that point. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I believe that you can absolutely uh, enter into this field in this day and age perhaps with even a smaller company that doesn't need such little c conservative overhead that blizzard is forced to do to make poor decisions like this, which are still the best decisions they can make. I I, I would be, wait, wait, wait.
0: give me a second. Going back to red alert. Do you guys remember in red alert two where Tim Curry played the president of Russia? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Cool. (laughs) It
1: was great. Oh my God. I love that game so much.
0: I'm just making sure that we all remember that. Okay. Um, I want to I, I want to kind of like split it up into a couple points here. So first off, like I think we'd all agree that like Blizzard is alienating its
1: audience with this decision.
0: Like that's not this really admit, what we're discussing.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's something that's going to be looking good for the company in the long term. Um, but what I the, the argument that I'm making first off is that it's it's super shitty because. What you're saying is I don't think they're gonna be going after some fourteen year old. But like Ice Frog when he made Dodo, like was some fourteen year old. And I will I will fucking guarantee you that if Blizzard can make a million dollars by suing a fourteen year old, they fucking will. Oh yeah. And uh I, as I,
1: bad as they are at optics, I think that they wouldn't gung ho do that. I no, they, they wouldn't. I think that like they are they, 100% on Excel's. Would, they would I don't know. They don't would
2: know. ring that they would physically like ring that kid out if they could make money off of it. Like that's just I the nature that... of these companies.
1: No, I, I think that, like, what you're saying is, like, you know, the, the, the company has no more consumer relations, uh, consumer well-being. Uh, uh, people, people don't hold Blizzard in high regard uh, for very valid reasons, I think. And I think that if the headline next day on, I believe, Bloody Disgusting is the website that we're doing this, uh, this yeah, podcast for. the Boo Crew. Uh, where the boot crew uh, was, Blizzard sues Ma, a 14-year-old uh, for you know tens of millions of dollars because they broke the terms of service by getting a deal with Steam on their, their game or something like that. I think that like a lot of pressure would be put upon them to the point where suing a single individual for everything uh, would not not be the the most profitable course of action no they just I, I, review, I really don't they think they
0: just so. reveal that diablo 4 is coming out a month early and everyone would fucking lose their mind yeah they, for
2: real i mean that happened with uh you know they're being boycotted for uh, the hong kong protests and then literally like a week later there was some event and you there were hundreds of people on reddit like hey i deleted my account uh, how do i undelete it
3: and, that's, and no, that's, no, no, no. that's
1: the capricious nature of, like, teenagers who like Blizzard and stuff like that, but I, I still think that in the long run, they did not gain on this. I think they only lost.
0: No, and I, I want to be very, very serious here for a second. Them not them deciding to side with uh, mainland China on the optics, like, that has so much more repercussions and ramifications than suing a moder. Like, even if they sued a 14-year-old, the optics would be bad, but them siding, like, against the people of Hong Kong, like, people are fucking dying. Like, if, if the Hong Kong people, if the protests are crushed, like, they are going to be political prisoners for the rest of their fucking lives. And I think that's way more important than modding. Well, no, yeah, absolutely. And, that,
1: and the fact that uh, they they chose to enact these these rules in that specific circumstance, again, horrible uh, optics when you compare their decisions for other decisions uh, when it came to, like, political statements. It, it, it was just a, a horrible shit show. And I believe that every decision they made – actually wasn't the best at all probably yeah.
0: and, and let me say every time that they make one of these decisions i i also can go i understand the business side of what they're talking about that being said i don't believe that the business side actually like outweighs the human side or even the legal side which is like really what i wanted to talk about here in a second um is that the, the, the whole like We started this by saying it's really difficult to copyright the idea for a game, but that's exactly what they're going to be trying to fucking do with this. I like you can you can say, hey, you you have to go make Dota with your own assets and it's your own thing. But if they were saying we have the copyright to Dota, they will absolutely have taken Riot Games to court when Riot Games was in its early days before they fought against it.
1: The the user terms of agreement says that they own the titles. They own the characters. They own the writing. They own the assets,
0: and to any copyrights in the content of any custom
1: games. Right, right. But like you say, you cannot copyright a mechanic.
2: But so that's the if, thing. I,
1: if that's if, what the lost had the exact same thing, uh, let's say uh, for for auto chess, then they wouldn't have to call their auto chess game Underlords. They could call it Underlords Auto Chess or something like that. They don't have that. And therefore, their game, instead of being called auto-chess by Joro Games, is called Underlords. So yeah. I Brennan, think you, that you, it's you. an okay system if that's the terms of services. If it flipped the other way, I think that like both parties would still be making their games just fine.
0: No, you're completely ignoring the context in which this exists, dude. What I'm saying is, is that if this clause was in the original Warcraft 3, they would have 100% tried to sue for the rights to Dota, even if it's not currently like valid, like even if they can't actually win, they will do it to bully smaller companies. Now, luckily, Valve is a big enough company that if Blizzard were to come after them, they'd be like, "Fucking, let's go toe to toe, bro." Like that yeah, would have been. I that.
1: think that's exactly what happened, though. They they, yeah. they did try to sue Valve because they wanted to take the name of Dota, uh, and they said it wasn't yeah, right and because they settled about it. And, and they yeah, settled- they, well, yes, they settled about it, but they they didn't get the name of Dota either. They couldn't call a Hearthstone, a Dota-like. They had to call it a MOBA.
0: But we agreed that th- that th- what they would do is the thing that they already did. And by having this copyright claim, even if you can't copyright the mechanics of a game, like if someone were to come out with, I'm just going to say anime tower defense in uh, the new Warcraft 3 or Forge, and then they they leave making the mod and they go and they make their own different tower defense that's called chibi tower defense and it's all anime i fucking guarantee you blizzard's going to sue them for that and even though they don't have the legal grounds they're going to muscle them out w- of would it have
1: the same assets it doesn't fucking matter it does yes it does because that's the letter of the terms of the agreements it's saying did we own dota, the assets in did writing. dota
0: have the did dota 2 have the same assets as
1: dota they weren't suing for the assets they were suing for the name it, they were suing because they wanted to sue they didn't have any claim to the name before. They didn't I, have I don't any... know if that was that was the reason. I didn't think. I don't think they woke up one day and going, "I'd love to spend time in court. Here's let's, the let's reality. Let's my buddy Valve.
0: <laughs> reality. Blizzard sued for the name. They did not have the rights. They, they sued over Dota. Whether over what the, the, name, with the Dota yes. With, with the, no, no, no. Not necessarily over the name. What the specifics of that that case are are, like, I, I don't have the specifics in front of me right here. All we, we know is that they sued, and it might have been over the game, the name of the game, but rarely in these cases, when you have, like, a lawsuit coming across your desk, you're, you're, you are you're mean, like, you, you have families of lawyers, you know, you rarely sue for just the thing you're suing for. You sue for a lot of things, and then it boils down to the thing that you're actually arguing about because that's how the muscling of these large legal companies works they went after valve valve had enough money to defend themselves they settled out of court because valve has money to do that with but i i guarantee you it doesn't but the fact that they say that they're entitled to the rights title and interest into in into in, in, to all custom games like they are saying that we own everything about it and if you try to come out with a, a similar concept out and you they can prove that you're the guy that made the mod and that you're you're saying if you say, "Hey, I made this famous mod. Now I'm making my own game. It's very similar." They're going to go, ah, 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 that belongs to us." And you're just lying to yourself if you don't if you don't think that they will do that, the moment they get the chance. It doesn't matter if they have grounds. They have money. And most people don't have money, and this happens all the time.
1: Then that sounds like a broken system. We should be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's, it's like – remember when that guy sued anyone that used the name Edge? Sure. And they, he How did that work out for him? <laughs> it worked out great until he went up against someone with money. But there are people that lost their fucking jobs because of that. This is real. This hurts people. And That's what I'm saying is that Blizzard – this isn't some mundane bullshit. This isn't like just them alienating their, their audience. This is like the real – like like some 14-year-old kid is going to be fucking slammed by this. It's. It, this is how this this this. I would market. be
1: very surprised if a fourteen-year-old kid was going to be, as you say, slammed by this. I I really do find that a skeptical outcome in this in this 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 circumstance. I I don't think that they're gonna be like taking a million dollars of some poor kid's family savings from this. I think they'll probably tell them to take down content, perhaps. I do remember some, you know, and like the early odds some
2: single mother uh like 20 year old getting sued for millions for like torrenting some music
1: that's like, the fcc <laughs> well that's not blizzard that's not a video game company it's no, not the fcc it's,
2: you know
0: it, it it was the record companies the fcc or, yeah the record companies it.
2: yeah but sure. still all the same like a company will absolutely uh put this put a 14 year old in a wood chipper if it's financially you know even just to set the the precedent
1: i if that does happen i will be on the show again to say how wrong i was because it's actually the best idea that Blizzard could have no remy i don't even
0: i don't even need to wait for this to happen they need to fucking do it because if they don't they don't defend their copyright by making this copyright claim i don't think that
1: they're going to sue them for damages though i think they're going to force them to take it down
0: which is great. you know. I, I made this mod on Warcraft 3 and now I'm making my own game and because Blizzard has the legal backing to tell me to f- take it down because they're worried right, about the then competition. then
1: change the assets, change the writing, and change the, change the art style. That's all. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you Don't do all that. Vota. You can you can do all that, and I will, I'm guaranteeing you they will still go after people
0: because they made a game in their in their engine, and they're oh they're gonna say we oh, have
1: nothing to base that off of. It's not the letter of the law that they're but following. But it doesn't you matter. That they're going to extend that.
0: If you can sue someone and you have a questionable legal claim, if you have the money and they don't, then they just stop making
1: it. That's how I'm it works. I'm being sued. That's but, that's this person's idea. Thankfully, they wrote uh, their initials on a contract that I signed, and I don't even have to show up for court for that. Yes, that, that's hey. how you protect yourself. They're doing it the other way too. I don't think they're going to be sending lawyers to like bear down on a 14-year-old kid. They're going to say, take it down. They'll say no for some reason. They'll read out the, the letter of the agreement and, and then they'll have to take it down, or a judge will say, well, no, you, you said that you have to change the assets, the names, and everything else. This is chibi tower defense, not anime tower defense. They're using their own custom, you know, GB uh, chibi art for this, and there's no, none of the same assets, so this can be stay up. I mean, if people- you're saying that they're not gonna pursue that further, then I, I didn't realize that Blizzard was in the service of being copyright trolls. I don't think that Blizzard, as questionable as all their decisions are, are the edge guy. We have not seen any proof of that. All we have is a terms of service agreement and nothing else. You're forecasting based off of no prior action so oh, of this I sort am from forecast- Blizzard.
0: I am forecasting based on the letter of copyright law, which is that if you do not maintain your copyrights, you will lose them. If they don't go after people that try to remake their custom games in uh, on Steam for their own purposes, then they will lose the copyrights to all of them, even that potentially the next Dota. And that's Dota why they have to go the after the Dota the League of Legends. Done. Right. But what I'm saying is, is is that I that there's just there's no possible way it's gonna stop there. They are going to go after people <laughs> In order
1: to maintain – There's no the- possible way. We don't know. We don't know. I- you, you, you don't have a basis to say that this is their playbook. You, you don't. You don't have a time machine. This is not in the terms of service that we're also going to try to bring up another frivolous suit just to bear down on you. There is nothing you're basing on this on evidence.
0: Uh, other than the fact that they have to maintain a vigorous control over their copyright. That's the
1: law. For the assets created in their modding scene, which includes art, writing, music, name. I'm looking at the, the the agreement
0: right here. It's rights, title, and interest in all custom games. It doesn't say arts, music, characters. It's uh, obviously like what we're talking about when we're talking about what you can normally copyright in a game is not the gameplay. But what I'm saying is that this is worded so ambiguously that they can absolutely go after someone for gameplay. Even if that isn't going to hold up in court, they can just like... Remy, the average person doesn't have the money to talk to a lawyer, much less take one on retainer for the entire like court battle
1: and I'm sure the minute they do sue an average person for damages instead of just asking them to take something down, we will hear about it because it will be front page news on Bloody Disgusting, which is the podcast uh, that we're doing for the the website right now with the Boo Crew. crew, Yes, I, I think that they would not be able to keep that quiet. I think people would talk about that. And I think that the response to that amongst their fan base would be insane. And yes, they would still probably sell out BlizzCon that year, but I, I, that's not the measure of how well the company is doing because that's, the, that's not how they make their bread and butter. So you're relying on the court of public opinion to go against
0: a giant corporation from using legal strong-arming like has been being used in our country for like the entire fucking duration of our country, the legal strong-arming.
1: In I mean, like hypothetical situation where a 14-year-old makes a game and he follows exactly the terms of agreement, but Blizzard goes a step beyond that to try to take them down – yeah, I will. And also the aliens are going to come in and explain away this entire situation. I, yeah,
0: too. I, I remember last year when the Monsanto Corporation crumbled because of the public opinion, which it's consistently rated as like the most disliked country, like company in the country. It stopped making money all of a sudden and they, they had to dissolve all the assets and now farmers can grow whatever seeds they want.
1: Hey, believe it or not, I'm a big fan of Monsanto. They get a lot of frivolous lawsuits thrown at them every year. Yeah, it's true. They got to defend their public interest.
0: I, I, I'm not saying that Monsanto is a bad guy. My- you never- just. Well, what was the example then? No, I, I will.
1: The- I'll say they're bad.
2: Monsanto they're just- is bad.
0: Remy, I was using the example that the court of public opinion doesn't fucking matter in the face of money. I'm not saying Monsanto is good or not. And I'm it saying also
1: that. matters in the case of the letter of the law because as much as we hear that monsanto is a super litigious company they are not the most litigious company and a lot of the lawsuits that are thrown against them are thrown out immediately because they're frivolous yes that's that's the letter of the law actually doing what it's supposed to do unless you believe that there's a huge conspiracy against the small farmers that monsanto is doing and they aren't actually breaking the terms of services to these beans then that's a different thing that's that's what you have to investigate yeah,
0: because we can have terms of service to plants because Monsanto pays for the laws to be put in such My a way god, that My god, it's the
1: of... genotypes. They made those in a lab. They didn't scatter them like they're Johnny Appleseed.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that they scattered them like they're fucking Johnny Appleseed, Remy. What I'm saying is that the reason that those laws exist the way they do is because Monsanto has the money to do that. Not because the court of public opinion has decided unanimously that Monsanto's genes – like the genes on their plants are their intellectual property. Hey, what I'm sorry, saying is that
2: – Sorry, Ted. Uh – if you, if you don't like it, just make your own plant genotype.
1: <laughs> just sure. make my own ecosystem. You, you, yeah. don't, you don't have to buy fucking uh, Roundup Ready beans. You don't. There's, there's entire do. companies that exist that service that demand of I don't want to buy Monsanto beans. I mean the, the point that we're, I'm trying to make
0: here is that when we – you have a legal precedent that's this vague. That even though there is a backing to the to the legal claim that you own that you can't copyright the gameplay style of a game, I guarantee that it's it's you cannot copyright
1: a game uh, mechanic. You can't. That has not been sent in in court. In fact, that has been proven in court that you can't do
0: that no i think i dude there's a million cases of people taking things to court to try to get the law changed all it takes is one judge overruling that that's how the legal system fucking works and how the legal system works
1: is that. and the when the one judge works. says that you have to marry a prairie dog then we will see about that whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. okay you were just saying okay don't use hyperbolic examples don't try to predict the future don't no don't, i'm no.
1: saying you are using hyperbolic examples and trying to predict the future that's no, why I, I said it. You, I, I, I don't my, think that a judge is, will eventually say you have to marry prairie dogs. I, I think that this the the system is gonna put along like it's gonna dude, put along for a little while.
0: I, I, what I'm saying right now is that if you look at the history of copyright law and how it's been used, like within the video game uh, uh, the landscape, like. There's the examples of what's been done by company time and time again that every time that there's a uh, a copyright claim like this, how it goes, how it's been used previously. And your statement is I don't think they do that because uh, then people would be upset and they wouldn't sell more games. Like you're saying that the reason they won't go after a 14-year-old is because I, that would look bad. Like Right, and but, how many times has that happened before? My My claim is that they would. Because, no, 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 Dude, you're just laughing because you're like, oh, I don't think they would because it would look bad. But my claim is that they but, would. But because...
1: they haven't. There's no precedent for them doing this. Tencent, they do that shit uh, in a reverse. They make copies of games and no one can touch them because they're what living in like a about? protected they su- zone. They sued over Dota. Tencent? No, do, Blizzard sued over Dota. They did do this, and they didn't win. They settled out, and they didn't get to call their thing Dota. They called it uh, All Stars. You know, they you, they called. You can't it the say U- that Blizzard they. You Storm. can't
0: say that they wouldn't do this. And then when I say when they did do this, you go, yeah, but they lost. Like I'm giving you an they example what they, do they it did.
1: To th- an individual who was putting up a game, they, they would would say, 100%. take the game down, and would- either a judge would tell them blizzard fuck off they're re- doing everything in the terms of letters of your services it doesn't matter or they would say you are right blizzard it does carry assets that belong to you they have to change it and you're saying on top of that that there's an option three that if the they tell them to fuck off that they would continue to pursue them in an aggressive legal manner in order to to gut them until they have no choice but to uh, – to, uh, in, for-
0: def- in, in order to defend their copyright, yes, they would.
1: But the, the copyright, copyright is being infringed if they change the assets.
2: Hey, we're at like an hour. We should do our closing arguments. Uh, no. or we're we're going to be here all night. I have a closing Disney. argument. Uh, did you yeah. guys just see that video of Joe Biden fucking petting like a disabled college student like a dog? holy shit I, <laughs> I got my i got the uh it's flowing through my veins i love it
0: <laughs> he's so good he's such a good content factory
2: <laughs> he's losing it i'm here for yeah. it. yeah
0: dude we got some uh we got some followers because of our joe biden shit i'm I'm dead serious <laughs> like some people on twitter started following us that nice. have like socialist in their tags and shit nice <laughs> fucking great okay. um
2: closing arguments
0: yeah um, I I Remy, you can go first. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I'm super excited for, for the Red Alert remaster. Uh, yeah. make tons of mods for that. Uh, and Oh yeah, cause
0: EA is gonna be a way fucking better company to do this shit for. I
1: don't know. Well, maybe. I don't know. I would I would assume that maybe they, they they've got an opportunity to see either. Uh, they can compete with Blizzard by not having this in their terms of services. Or maybe they'll do the same because that's just what you have to do, and people will just have to brush up on their Unity.
0: Guys, this Red Alert remaster does not look very good. I hate to
1: Oh, don't don't even fucking say that. I'm looking it up right now. I just don't, had a fucking dart skip.
2: Please don't spoil it for, Oh god. Does it actually look bad?
0: It doesn't it it does not look modern, that's what I'll tell you.
1: Oh, I don't give a fuck if it looks modern. I'm not doing this for the goddamn graphics. Uh red alert I'm remastering it. No, this is a screenshot of a different game. Where, where are you getting this?
0: I'm on EA Games.com slash Red Remastered, which be you know, is the only site you can look it up on because they maintain their copyrights, but here you go. Uh, this is the only place you get this official information from. Teaser one and teaser
1: two. So uh, let's see this. <laughs> Welcome back, Commander. Oh, good to be back. Scroll down. I agree to the thing that just popped up.
0: Hey, what are you Remy? talking about? It looks fine! Hey, Remy, you just agreed. Nice. Now they own all your video games. Sorry, you're fucked. They own uh, your video games now. Uh, all the games on sure your Steam library.
1: Like, it'll, 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 it'll uh. after me. But this looks fine. What are you talking about? Oh my god, it, it looks exactly like the game. It doesn't change the perspective. It's just it's just updating the graphics a bit. That's what are you talking about? It doesn't look modern. This looks great. Yeah, because your
0: your previous copies of Red Alert weren't working, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, but what I really want
0: is the same thing. But, Wait, uh,
1: what, what are you trying to do? I, I don't understand what the argument to make. This looks great. I, I'm a target audience for this. This, this, this looks. The animations are the same frames. Oh my god! Yeah, and like, yeah. the- anyways,
2: Remy going for Remy's the. You're gonna,
0: uh, go, gonna go uh, come over some classic, classic game redone in exactly the same way with no changes because the purity is, is the most important.
1: Oh, oh come on! I, I don't know what your 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 moral standing on the Olympics is, but if you think that's an argument, you you gotta you gotta go pole vaulting, man, because that 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 logical leap was fantastic. Okay, the mental gymnastics—you're gonna win gold.
0: <laughs> that was like a Joe Biden quote, dude. You went like so far with that. Uh, hey, listen—if you—if you—if you think that uh, you're making sense, you gotta maybe go to the the Olympics with that uh with that joke because you're pole vaulting Um, jeez that was a good one though um i I think i figured it out
2: if you think you've got the mars bar in your pocket check again
1: fella
0: oh shit i don't you're right
1: type of comedy you can find only on bloody disgusting boo crew (laughs) the boo crew (laughs) cramming right at you um uh,
0: i i will close out by saying that um i think that uh if there's anything that we can agree upon it seems that blizzard is is blind to the desires of their audience and i think that Ultimately, regardless of what we agree, what we say, uh, Remy thinks that um, a major company won't defend their copyright. I think that they will aggressively. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I said. I, I, I. Remy thinks that um, the tears of of Hearthstone players is enough to get Blizzard to stop making cards. Um, I think that uh, they are uh, trying to make money. And um, Remy doesn't think they're trying to make money. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but what I, what I am saying is that I do think that people will not make mods because of this. I think that um, they're going to push away their own community because, like, even even if it's the even if it's a a good toolkit, uh, I the the fact that the Blizzard could come after you at some point in the future that's going to be hanging over people's heads. There's Wait, the,
1: was was the argument whether people were going to make mods? No one's going to make mods for this shitty game. Yeah, that
0: no the, one will. <laughs> are you kidding me this is dead of arrival and on on top of that i also think that uh the if if given the chance yes i do believe that blizzard would uh enforce the copyright beyond the letter of the law because i do believe that uh at a certain point uh they would stand more to gain from doing that than they would to lose from doing that i think that if if they have the correct case where they can go against a person and say hey you know not only is it the arts and the rights but it was a unique enough gameplay style that this completely copies us and uh, and they would and they have a chance to move copyright law a little bit more the needle a little bit more towards them they 100% would i think that this is a precedent that can be used by companies specifically blizzard and anyone that replicates this in the future to uh, uh-huh. try to cherry pick cases that will change the the legal landscape in their favor and i think that's what companies have done throughout fucking time and uh i just i just think that that's the nature of capitalism i think that's the nature of having a large company is that you try to utilize the tools at your disposal to have the most favorable legal outcomes in all situations Uh, i obviously don't think that the first thing that they would do is go and like sue a 14 year old for making i don't know fucking Anime Tower Defense, but I think that if if given the correct case, they would one hundred percent do that if it meant that they could then start trying to copyright more ideas of games. And I don't want to live in that world. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Anyways, um, wait,
2: my closing argument. Um, if if I look it up and it doesn't already exist, I'm gonna cut the parts that say Anime Tower Defense because that's fucking hell of money in the bank.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm also gonna give a caveat to any listeners. This is the man. Who said that this Command & Conquer remastered looks like shit. I cannot take my eyes off it. Yeah, this is, sir, this is that glorious. Is, that
2: is ad hominem. That is a logical <laughs> fallacy.
1: I'm just saying, look at the,
2: the, the character. You know, Don't take a look uh, at this, sir, this argument. Take sir, a look what else he said. Sir, that is ad absurdum. Your
0: argument has no merit. Okay, let's fucking oh wrap it up. Guys, let's, let's wrap it up. We gotta get up. with Sarah Lean from Corpse Party 2. Once again, this is a a recording that we shot a little bit ago uh, because we haven't had a chance to uh, make it back out to Phoenix yet to record some more interviews, which will be coming up. Starting next week, we're going to start having uh, new guests on again. So thank you so much for sticking with us during the uh, slow months here. Um, Once again, uh, check to Dread XP for all the latest news and shit. Uh, We had a new editorial go live today. Jesse's... uh, uh, it should be a movie editorial where he talks about games that he wants to see as movies and uh, check back for our video series that are going to be starting in February so anyways uh, you know what let's just go ahead and uh, EJ carry us away until the, uh, the, the nice little interview that we have coming up so drop that sick beat Welcome back to the Real Professional Podcast, the podcast where air quotes, real professionals interview non-air quotes, real professionals. Uh, our non-air quotes, real professional for this week is Saraline with XSEAT. She is a programmer on the Corpse Party series. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Good. Uh, good. It's uh, It's been a kind of a crazy month. There's like, I don't know if you know this, but apparently like all the games come out at this time of year. So it's been uh, hard to keep up with all of them.
3: <laughs> yeah, it feels that way to me too.
0: Yeah, how are things over at the uh, Xseed office? Because you guys got a like a bunch of stuff coming out lately.
3: Yeah, we've had a very busy last few months. I would say everything's just coming together all at once. I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, but like Exceed like always, like there's always all of these indie games, uh, especially like visual novels, JRPGs, etc., coming out of Japan. That like. The average gamer might not have heard of, but as soon as I, like, make a tweet about it, like, 5,000 people are like, that's my favorite series ever. And i just like, oh, my gosh. And it's just, like, every time I miss something, I feel like I've missed. Because, like, when you're, especially when you're dealing with this genre, every time you miss, like, a title, you're not just missing the game. You're also missing, like, the OVAs and the, the manga series that have spawned off because of it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Not to mention, like, light novels.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> but uh, so, which which titles? Um, you said you've worked on Corpse Party, and then there was the the two spinoffs. You want to give us a brief overview of the ones that uh, you've directly worked on?
3: Yeah, sure. I worked on the PC version of Corpse Party, uh, as well as the PC versions of Book of Shadows and Hysteric Birthday Bash.
0: Were you a fan of these styles of games like before you started working on them?
3: Honestly, not especially. I am not a huge fan of horror games in general, but I actually really like Corpse Party. In the end,
0: yeah, that's actually something I wanted to to get into, and you kind of hit on it before I like you know came up in my line of questioning. Is that um, like Corpse Party is especially popular amongst people that aren't what you would consider to be traditional horror game fans? So people that are into like Amnesia or Alien Isolation or one of those style of games. Um, like corpse party it hits on this this other demographic of people that don't necessarily consider themselves horror fans but are fans of these uh alternate style horror games like the games like doki Doki Literature Club or uh, you know corpse party or you know there's a bunch of um more indie kind of RPG maker style games that uh that people tend to be a fan of
3: yeah I think that's very true um after all, there's a very different presentation to this sort of game, where it's not so much about cheap scares or things jumping out at you, as you are trapped in some sort of horrible situation, and you have to figure your way out of it. And, you know, while death awaits at every turn, there's not constantly things there just to spook you. It's yeah. It's just more of a general creepy vibe.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, is like, the the situation is what is kind of terrifying in Corpse Party, and then... A lot of the horror comes from the details like the item descriptions or the dialogue and there's not necessarily uh, a giant man with scissors chasing you through the hallway.
3: Yeah, that is very true and like especially when you look back at the oldest games in the series like they relied almost entirely on descriptions of what were happening to you rather than pictures which were mostly added in later re-releases.
0: Mhm. So this this creates an interesting programming question, like an actual development design question, because for so many horror games, the the horror comes down to timing of the jump scares and then making sure that the, the scares are uh, firing off as programmed, so making sure that the character model doesn't, like, screw up. You know, we've had a bunch of people from, like, a bloober team on that talk about what it was like crafting the scares in those games, but in, in, in Corpse Party, a lot of that comes from the storytelling. But how... In terms of a design st- standpoint, how do you uh, program the scares into the in, how do you program a game that is not scary through jump scares?
3: Well, in this regard, it ends up being more about like the exact uh, rhythm of the text as well as the exact uh, way things are animated in so much as they're animated at all. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you have to make sure that the correct models and everything are showing up in every scene. There were some interesting bugs early into some of these games where the wrong characters would show up, and it obviously just completely ruined things. So, mm-hmm. I had to make sure that never happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bugs will break your immersion regardless of the uh, of the genre. Unless it's like Goat Simulator, true. in which case bugs are mandatory.
3: <laughs> true, true. Yeah, um,
0: but... You know that's that's actually a really interesting point is you're talking about like the rhythm of the text like there are so many like facets to a uh horror game um and like a visual novel that like people don't think of and there's like specific jobs to program those things um like there's there's like some when you play like i, I don't know my buddy's playing outer worlds right now but there's someone whose job it is to make sure that the menu sounds right you know
3: yeah and Sound design um design and- like, so sound design is extremely important in these kinds of games
0: it's like probably the most important thing
3: absolutely
0: yeah um so you know what kind of discussions do you have in the office about how to go about designing those aspects
3: well obviously most of the design is up to the original creators since we're a localization outfit Mm -hmm. But in general, there is a lot of thought about how things should be handled, how things should be worded, rather, I should say, as well as specific approaches to scenes that might be at all controversial, anything like that. And typically, the translators already understand pretty well how to get it right. But occasionally, there will be discussion among the team of how to handle something
0: yeah, no, I mean, that's, you You kind of have, there's two branching questions that'll like come off of this. Uh, um, the first is, uh, you know, with localization and, and, and translation, things like that, you know, you as a, a person that's like a programmer, but also has worked in localization before, you, you kind of have to like swap hats as you're working, you
3: know? Yeah, interestingly enough, even as a programmer, I am often having to read Japanese comments and such in the code to figure things out, so... Even now, it's been a very useful skill that I used to pr- translate like that.
0: yeah, so you you're fluent in Japanese, you said yes how long how when did you learn that?
3: Well, it all started out when I was playing Japanese games on the regular when I didn't understand the language at all, and it took a lot of time and just immersing er, immersing myself in these games. And eventually I realized that I was picking a lot of stuff up. So then I spent a few years from there basically polishing what I had already learned. Yeah. And that got me to a point where I could handle translating games.
0: I, I think every young gamer at some point has that thought of, I should really learn Japanese. <laughs> and then just like most of us never do it. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like, in my case, at first it felt like an accident, like, oh gosh, I know way more of this than I thought I did, and then I just realized, oh, I really should actually try to learn it now, so I
0: did. Yeah, no, I bet that's a pretty marketable skill, though. I wish some of the games I had
2: gave me tangible skills other than, uh, you know, scoliosis.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, yeah.
0: You're like a top-tier scoliosis, though. I know
2: I've got chronic gamer neck.
0: Yeah, I, I walk in and his chronic. posture is like more akin to like uh, uh, like a like a cat.
2: My spine coils like a pig's tail. Yeah, um, it's uh, I'm very I'm a I'm like a contortionist who can't uncontort.
0: Yeah, it's like, have you ever seen one of those bear rugs? And you're like, I can see how this was once a bear, but like a real bear would never be able to lie completely flat like this. That's Jesse on the couch every time I walk into the house. I'm like, a human was not meant to lie in these positions. Yeah. That is a very impressive skill. Yeah, it's pretty great.
2: Um, It's a skill I wish I could uh, turn off.
0: Uh Fuck, what the fuck was I talking
2: about? Oh my god, scoliosis. Japanese?
0: No, um, yeah, uh, I, I do want to get into uh, the, the that whole market. Um, but another thing you said real quick is uh, the, the controversy. How does it feel? Are you allowed to go to China, you personally?
3: <laughs> I would imagine so. You know, China and Japan are...
0: Well, Corpse Party's banned in China. Is it? (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the, what is it, 38 games that are banned in China, uh, visual novels are banned in China. Well, back at the time it was banned, it was one of them, but I'm sure there's
3: plenty more now.
2: Why is it banned? I didn't know this.
3: Yeah, tell us why it's banned in China. You know, I actually had no idea about this, but I would presume it's something about the violent content. Mm. Nah, they're just scared of spooky ghosts over there.
2: They're fine with corpses, (laughs) what they don't like is the party. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: of course, of course. They heard Corpse Party and they thought it was an alternative political party, so yeah. they banned it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they thought Corpse Party was like too close of a representation of what the Communist Party actually is. Ouch.
1: So <laughs> You are now for- banned in China.
0: <laughs> I, we got banned in China when we, we had an episode where we talked about the, the Blitzchung thing for Hearthstone, so we're clearly banned in China at this point. CCP stands
2: for Chinese Corpse Party. <laughs>
0: Anyways, um, but yeah so Corpse Party banned China. it's probably because there's like skeletons in it or stuff or I think that they ban a lot of stuff where there's dead kids and there are at least one dead kid in Corpse Party oh many there are at several
3: <laughs> For like at least 100 yeah at
0: least 100 it's uh defining it should feature. say that on the box why didn't your localization team get on that like at least 100 dead kids with an exclamation point oh, and then you get like gosh. a mar- like like little dancing anime figures like Corpse
3: Party yay Yes, clearly, we'll have to get right on that,
0: yeah, no, I just think that deceptive marketing is kind of like how games are sold nowadays, and you guys need to just get on your deceptive marketing game.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to be honest,
0: yeah, well, I mean, like the exe as a company has never been like uh dishonest about their their games or the style of them and stuff. it's very it's like um when you buy an uh like Gungrave is another exceed uh property I'm trying to think right. about all the stuff I've seen as I walk by do you guys do the the the, the, the did you guys do soccer awards or was that someone else someone else oh okay no because it's hard to figure out remember what's uh X exceed and what's Qui techmo and etc um but it's it's like you know the usually you guys have like uh the people that are buying X exceed games generally like know what they're getting you know yeah and um yeah, but that's that's the thing is that this market, you know, when we were kids, I don't know how old you are. I'm 29. I'm getting to the point where I can. When I say we were kids, it's now like retro. Well,
2: I'm only 17.
3: So yeah,
0: Jesse is my child labor. It's pretty great. You don't have to pay them. It's true in Arizona at least. We, our labor laws are fucked. But uh, oh my gosh, yeah, it's no. He's he's old and gross. Um, but. Uh, you know, when we were when we were growing up, like these kind of uh, these games were like not the mainstream. You know?
3: Yeah. Um, incidentally, I'm actually 32 myself.
0: Oh yeah, so you remember what it was like to have like an anime club in high school, like before it was cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I actually um, am very aware of those days. Yeah. It was a very interesting culture back then.
0: Well, Even I was half- like in the anime club, the metal club. And the chess club, you know, that I was that guy.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And like in the anime club, I'm sure you had to get all sorts of VHS tapes of dubious origin. So
0: I remember going to comic con back when it was the comic con of yesteryear when they had like the the blacked out booths for the porn and um, like going through the anime sections and not being sure if this was like porn or anime or like somewhere in between. Um, because some, there's certain animes that have like more loose, uh, like depiction. What?
2: What? What'd you say? Loose clothing.
0: Loose clothing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but, uh, have you ever heard of an anime called Ninja Scroll?
2: Yes. I I just, uh, watched that with Justin. It's good. There's a lot
0: of. There's a lot of sex in it. But the guy that created (laughs) it has this kind of, um, attitude towards sex where he's like, if we're showing like graphic violence, like why not have sex also be a part of the plot? And, like, I wouldn't call Ninja Scroll a porn. Well, but it's porn adjacent. Yes. Like, but th- that's the thing, is that, like, the reason I feel that way is because of my cultural standards. That's true. Yeah. And um, so, you know, that's that's always what I found interesting, is that, like, cultural standards are very different from different places. But when you have, like, a multinational game and you're doing localization, it, how, what kind of difficulties do you find balancing... You know what I'm talking about? Like balancing those standards?
3: Absolutely. That can be something very difficult because, you know, like in the West, obviously gore is a far more acceptable thing, whereas in the East, gore is kind of the thing that is skirted around. Whereas, on the other hand, sexual content is more widely accepted in the East and not so much in the West. We would actually typically try not to censor anything if we can help it, We've historically had a lot of staff members who were very uh, strong-minded about such things. And so, as a result, it can be tricky with what games we choose to localize and what we have to approach from certain angles. With Corpse Party in particular, there have occasionally been things where we had to ask ourselves, is this too much? Is this going to be okay? Because, you know, while the gore content is pretty much fine in the West, there have always been the occasional things that were just a little too risque that we might have to worry about but in the end we haven't had to censor any of it so that's good
0: yeah no that's and that's that is an interesting question and um it's it's so you know it, we we often forget that the lens through which we're viewing our content is not just the lens of how we self-identified but all the cultural norms that we've grown up with
3: yeah and, you know, these things are changing all the time, obviously, as we grow up, but it gets ingrained in us, doesn't it?
0: No, it does. And it's like, the the things that I find myself innately, inherently uncomfortable with are things that, upon further examination, I don't necessarily have a conscious cognitive issue with, but it's it's something that, you know when I was five and I said a thing, my mom like hit me and was like, that's inappropriate. And like, that is, that becomes our, a sense of self identity, even if we don't recognize it.
2: Yeah. Same thing happened to me. I was uh, 20 and I said, uh, Borderlands three is actually pretty cool. And Ted hit me and said, that's not appropriate.
0: <laughs> and, um, you know?
3: Oh dear. <laughs>
0: I, I only play indie art games. If any game is over twenty dollars, I don't even bother. And no, I'm just kidding. It's very well known, not the case. But um, very hot take there. <laughs> super hot take. That's where you come to Dread XP is for the the hotness of the takes. Um. But yeah, no, I just I've always wondered what it's like to balance those cultural standards, and it's it's like it's so easy when you're on your 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 key, when you're in your your gamer chair on your keyboard or forums. Flaming the devs for, why didn't you do this or that? The actual, like, job of whoever's in charge of localization for, like, Capcom must be, like, a fucking nightmare. Because you got, like, German standards where you're like, oh, the blood has to be green. And then you're like, oh, God, we got to fucking program that shit. Like, oh, my God.
2: Like, the characters in a, in a like, you know, temple eating sushi. And it's like, mmm, bratwurst.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, localization is pretty dumb, but... Uh, especially local, like just own it. You know, nobody localized books. Yeah. Nobody,
0: <laughs>
2: nobody's reading fucking, um,
0: reading in general.
2: Nobody's reading. That was the point <laughs> I was going to make. Um, yeah.
0: There was an interesting things. book I read in college about this guy who was. I think it's, the book is called big in Japan. And it's about, it's this guy that wrote a book and then it was not popular anywhere in the world. And he's like an American guy. And then it gets translated into Japanese and it like blows up. And he was like, I don't know why, but – and and so the question was like, is it the translators? Is it because the translation was good? Is it because something he said resonated with that culture? So There's one bustle.
2: guy who was like a musician in the United States that nobody knew of him, but he was like the most popular blues musician in South Africa.
0: Oh, oh, God, no, I remember – I know who you're talking about, I just can't remember – but I think uh, uh, Hatsune Miku is actually originally from Tennessee, of course. so yeah, she grew up there.
2: <laughs> great, great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we, we yeah, sorry, this is taking a lot of tangents, but I I I just I, I don't know. I find these questions so fascinating and so uh, interminable. You know, like we'll never like it's the, the 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 constant pursuit of like the evolution of culture and like cultural norms is like. We we When we were young, we imagined that the future would be this, like, bright, shiny place where everything was as we imagined it. And, like, in certain ways, certain cultural evolution of cultural norms has gotten to a more accepting standard. But then we also realized that certain things, like, we didn't accept as a kid. And now we're like, oh, wait, maybe I'm becoming the old bad guy now, you know?
3: Yeah, that's how growing up is. <laughs> and it's really fascinating to study cultural norms like that and how they differ from place to place. Like like if you ever look into David Hasselhoff's huge music career for example, that's fascinating how he, you know, was never such a huge hit in that way over here, but like out in Europe. Oh yeah, boy. he's big
0: in Germany. The Germans love Hasselhoff.
3: Yeah. Incidentally, I do feel that a lot more books have been getting vocalized from Japan into English in recent times, especially like light novels, because of all these light novel-based anime and such that have been coming out, and people want to read the original versions.
0: I agree. Jesse actually never knows what he's talking about. I kind of just let him go.
2: Um, I was (laughs) was just thinking about uh, how David Hasselhoff's success in Germany is probably because... He localized that picture of him shit faced eating a hamburger <laughs> uh, as to him shit faced eating um uh fuck. I already said Schnitzel. Something Wiener Schnitzel, like thank you, go. you. I already said Bratwurst and I can't
0: <laughs> You don't know any other German foods? No,
2: I didn't want to say shit
0: It's just Wiener Schnitzel, sauerkraut, Bratwurst yeah. and those big Bavarian
2: he, uh, pretzels. He was eating Lederhosen. <laughs> he
0: was eating Liederhosen, yeah. One of the low points of my life was when I got drunk at my sister's wedding and in the hotel room was eating a Jack in the Box burger on the floor shirtless. And all my friends took pictures and they're like, it's the Hasselhoff. It was pretty good. Oh, you're
3: never taking that back.
0: No, no, it's uh, it's it's on it's on the Internet somewhere. So (laughs) everything's on the
3: Internet somewhere.
0: Have you ever like it's so funny because it's it's like the age of the Internet that we grew up in, like we were aware that it was beginning to the point where like things would just live forever on the internet, but we didn't yet have like the safety and security. Like there are definitely like pictures of my butt somewhere online, you know, (laughs)
3: like
0: somewhere, I don't know on someone's hard drive.
3: Yeah. Back in the day growing up, nobody really knew what the internet was going to be like in 10 years. Like when I was growing up, I thought, Hey, GeoCities is going to be around forever, and that's always going to be where everybody's homepages will be.
0: <laughs> These Neopets will be worth something someday. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> I don't know
2: if you checked in on the Neopets economy, but um, it uh, because every minigame makes money, the inflation rate has gone up. That like now, basic items are millions and millions and millions, if not billions, of Neopets coins or whatever Neobucks, whatever ne- they're called. Neobucks.
0: It's so like the Zimbabwean dollar, where you can transfer one dollar for seven trillion neo dollars exactly. at this point.
2: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, neo drachmas.
0: Yeah, dude. I I was into like, I remember in high school setting up like a Bitcoin mining computer and doing it for like a week and being like, "This will never be anything." And I had like forty thousand bitcoins or something.
3: That's true. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, and then it you know it's it's on a hard drive in a landfill somewhere, of course. That's life. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Might as. Well, what am I gonna do? Freak out about it now? Sure. Um, Someday
3: speak... somebody will find it and become an overnight millionaire. Hopefully, I,
0: I, I like those stories, those rags to riches stories. Um, how many billions of dollars has uh, has Corpse Party made? Do you know the, the profit figures? <laughs> Eleven, <laughs> Even 11... if I knew, I wouldn't really be able to tell you. Yeah. Almost well, it's a half it's one of the
2: neo neo dollars.
3: Well, the cor- the cor- Corpse
0: Party is actually like pretty successful though.
3: Yeah, it's been a success for us in most ways, although, you know, some things are hits, some things are misses. But I feel like while Corpse Party is quite popular in Japan, it's been more of a cult hit over in the West. So I
0: I always, like, there are certain games, and this is kind of what I let off with, is that, like, certain games, certain audiences are more of a fan of than other audiences. Um, but, like, Corpse Party is, like, particularly popular in, like, anime circles, but also, like, women tend to really like Corpse Party. And, um, like, it's it's to the point where, like, uh, I can ask, like, a, a room full of friends and, like, none of the dudes I know will have played it. But, like, most of the girls are like, oh, yeah, I played, like, Corpse Party. Um, which is just shows that, like, you know, there's – we always talk about, like, representation in um, in games and also, like, who is it being marketed to. And it's, like, very clear that, like – you know there are certain there is like there are games that not necessarily like intentionally but through just lack of trying to cater to a specifically male audience like the the Call of Duties of the World inherently do indeed yeah cater to the the other side of the the spectrum
3: yeah and you know with japanese indie games you tend to see a lot more female representation like positive female figures and a lot of the main characters in corpse party are of course women and you know largely these are pretty strong-minded women who manage to get through these tough situations despite how scared stiff they are uh but also i think
0: it has to do with like the 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 quality of the storytelling
3: you know yeah and corpse party tells a very interesting story with a lot of um a lot of paranormal elements that you don't see very often in Western horror. Yeah. You know. Well, I I always
0: say that like, if you want to market games, uh, you know, that's the question, like, how do we make more games for girls? I'm like, I don't know, just tell a good story and don't make it specifically for dudes.
3: Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff in Corpse Party. Like the main way that the initial children end up in the haunted school is, of course, that they, we're performing a charm that was supposed to keep them friends forever, and that's obviously a more girly thing to begin with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I did that. I, I, I made those little daisy chain friendship bracelets in high school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why everyone thought I was gay, huh Apparently, can't make daisy chain uh bracelets. and do you know what? That's why I'm so glad it's like 2019 is because like now I can do shit like that, and Honestly. it's just like, okay.
2: Not even ironic. <laughs> flowers are cool. Flowers are pretty. Yeah,
0: I, I went to a Halloween party uh, last night dressed up as the devil, and I, I found these devil horns, but they had like red and black flowers along the horns. I was like, "Fuck yeah, wow. that's awesome!" Yeah,
3: that is really something.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we're living in the future. Any any guys that are super worried about their sense of masculinity being destroyed by the by the future just needs to needs to embrace it. It's just way easier when you stop worrying about that shit all the time. Sorry, I don't mean to make this a discussion of gender politics, but... uh, That's for our our next episode. (laughs) That's for our next episode. We get canceled. That'll be good. The (laughs) the one with
2: the uh, interview with the um, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. We should have
0: an entire... The discussion should be how it's, like, okay to be whatever you want, and then the the interview should be with Ben Shapiro. That'd be good.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Uh, I can hear his little weaselly voice now. Oh, we can't say that in Arizona. We'll get canceled. Uh Oh, yeah, but I did want to talk about this, like, the niche market. You said that uh, course Party is, like, kind of more of a niche market, but these, like, the niche market that it used to be is not as small as, like, the niche market is now, you know? Yeah. It's a much like, bigger
3: niche. <laughs> yeah, and in general, indie games have become this big accepted alternate market to uh, professional titles, and it's really interesting to see how these things have... Uh, The lines have blurred, honestly.
0: Yeah, they really have.
3: Well, and that's... You know, you brought up
0: when we were talking about the Anime Club stuff, getting your janky VHS from, like, a shady dealer bootlegs. But, like, it's not... You don't really have to do that anymore.
3: Indeed. Like, for the most part, everything is widely available. And if you need to get something imported from another country, you no longer have to rely on the one import site on the internet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you can just, like, you can also, like, because of streaming, like, you can just find a lot of it.
3: Yeah. Although, hopefully, by paying for it. Uh,
0: Hopefully, theoretically. Hopefully. (laughs) I haven't pirated things since I became an adult. And, like, I I remember as a kid I used to pirate shit all the time. Because, I like, I had no money. And I was, like, sixteen. And you you didn't
2: get game codes sent to you for free. And I didn't get game codes
0: sent to me for free as a... Uh, air quotes, real professional. Um, But, uh, you know, it's like I I used to... um, And I I had all these justifications for why it was okay to pirate, and I was, like, really into that. And then, like, I grew up, and I, like, had money to buy things with, and I was like, wait a second, all of my opinions are unjustified.
3: Yeah, it's like the moment you get some money, you realize that you were just making excuses.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I, I think that, like, piracy, as long... If there was, like, an age gate on piracy, where you couldn't pirate over the age of 18... Like, if you had to put in your credit card information to pirate and, like, it verified that you had zero dollars and no checking account, like, all right, that's a little bit more fair.
3: I think that would be a bit abusable, but I see where you're coming from. No, you actually can't lie on those. The
0: the FBI comes to your house and will take you down. So if you look at porn and you're under 18, you will go to jail. Oh, okay. Every time. For our younger listeners out there. We talked about Fortnite one of these weeks, so I'm I'm guessing we have an army of 12-year-olds that might be tuning in. So don't do that; it's illegal. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so the niche has has grown. It's now more accessible. But we also started to see these styles of games developed outside of Japan, like um, you know the the I, I think Hatofu boyfriend like didn't come from Japan, um, but also like the the daddy dating simulator and like there's a lot of these like JRPG, not necessarily JRPG, but you know uh, Eastern style games like the visual novel is what you would kind of mostly classify as an Eastern-style game. But they also come out, like, Western studios are creating them now.
3: Yeah, there's a lot more um, of these formerly Eastern genres being developed mostly by indie developers. There's a lot of interesting visual novels that have come out from the West. And, you know, even, like, Otome games. Like, one of my favorites is Magical Diary. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was obviously Western-developed. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's one I played recently called Knife Sisters, where it was like, uh, everyone was gender neutral. Not everyone, uh, the main character was. Um, and but I, I find that like these kind of um, styles of games uh, are, uh, the, the barrier for entry is lower in terms of budget, you know?
3: Absolutely. And with Steam opening its doors more and more to more developers, it's gotten easier by the year
0: yeah no and and the, but the cool thing is is that with that lower barrier to entry more voices can be heard
3: exactly and you know like while it might be harder to find your perfect game when there's so many games at the same time it's not something you can really have too much of as long as the market doesn't get so diluted that you can't find anything you like
0: no, that's called itch.io. What everyone doesn't have fourteen hours a day to browse the news section on itch.io? Come on, nerds! Ouch. No, it's it's uh, it's it's hard to find thing. You, I, I think that we are at the point where there is enough uh, clutter that it's it's hard to. We need a better system for yeah. yeah you know, it's just uh, you know,
2: in regards to indie games, uh, you know. Movies, books, really everything. There's just a constant ocean of content. Yeah. Um, you know, especially YouTube videos, YouTubers, and
0: like we're that. not even gonna bring up YouTube. <laughs> yeah.
2: But um, you know, you gotta, you gotta. A lot of times, even great content creators, you know, they just don't get the traction, and so yeah. they they just get lost in the ocean. So, I don't know. There's no solution.
0: There's no solution.
2: Except, except nationalize the gaming industry.
0: Nationalize the gaming yeah. industry. Sanders will promote your indie JRPG yeah. for, as, as part of your healthcare sign-up bonus.
2: Andrew Yang's going to send you a thousand Neopets bucks
0: a month. Oh, my God. He's he's going to revalue the Neopets currency. Everyone <laughs> that dumped billions into it.
3: It's like the Iraqi he'll, dinar. He'll finally bring it back to life after it got so devalued. my God.
0: Yeah, you can push the button that revalues yeah, the, the Neopets way. Denaris. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so there, but you know, with with this increased representation, um it's 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 kind of like um I was I was doing an interview recently with the the, the directors of uh The Gallows, which is an old found footage movie. But you know, found footage you can have whatever opinion you have on the format. Yeah, there's a lot of shitty movies that came out. But like, basically, it, it opened up the film industry to a whole new generation of filmmakers because all you needed to make a found footage movie was like a camera and three friends willing to overact. you know, And like a woods yeah. behind your house. You don't even need the woods. You can just have a house.
2: Yeah, Or your yeah, grandma's house.
0: Most of
3: those are shot in your aunt's house because you still <laughs> live in your basement. <laughs> in many ways, that's how modern indie games are. Yeah, and that's and that's
0: a good thing. Like visual novels, especially and you know, um you know, games like, like the original Corpse Party was made was like an RPG maker game in like the in ninety eight. And um you know, I don't think when they were making the first Corpse Party, they were like, This is gonna be huge. You know?
2: A, we got a, we got a franchise on our
3: Yeah, we got a franchise tournament. on our hands. Yeah, I don't think they expected it either. Like, um, you know, it was ninety six, they were making a game for a very specific kind of computer, the NEC PC 9801, using an RPG maker, you know, that was made for that platform. It was just the developer and a musician who worked on all the later Corpse Party games, both of them. And, you know, they probably never imagined that it would hit it big, but people noticed. Like, it was a very popular game by the standards, and it got a lot lot of attention, and, you know, even as an RPG maker game.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I think that um, it's really cool to see those the stories, which is the flip side of the, the market being so, you know, saturated is that, like, you can still dig through and find those gems that you didn't expect.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can't even be finding things that were gems from decades ago that are it's now coming into popularity because people noticed them finally yeah that's that's one of
0: the cool things about trying to go through Like, so I recently um, published an article about Vampire uh, the Masquerade uh, Bloodlines it just had it's most recent fan patch they're still, they're still fan patching that game which is crazy um,
3: yeah I'm not really surprised by that
0: <laughs> <laughs> not surprised because the game was so buggy on release or because the fan base is so big
3: I'm not gonna say anything about the game being too buggy, but uh certainly it feels like people have a lot of passion for it, even all these years later and when you make a good game, like people are going to remember it, yeah, and you know it's a case of
0: that, I think you can talk about the game being too buggy, they're out of business, so you can say whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's and I was looking through, and i was i was so I was like, oh crap, like I remember this age of of mods you know like indie games now the indie game marketplace now is what like the half-life 2 and other game modding community was 10 15 years ago you know
3: yeah and you know a lot of indie devs came from modding backgrounds and even when they make these games they will specifically try to make their games easy to mod and that's you know it really shows that mentality that has continued with them even now that they're making games of their own.
0: Yeah, I miss that era. I mean, that's like Dota came from a Warcraft three mod.
3: Well, a map, but yes, and. Um, well,
0: yeah, it was a custom map settings, which is essentially like with the amount of work that you put into like creating those unique heroes. It's basically a mod at that point.
3: Yeah, and like I myself actually got my first job because I had fan translated a game that was getting an official release. What game? Uh, it's called Suguri. You might recognize it as one of the games that is represented in the popular board game 100% Orange Juice. Mm.
2: Oh. I know 100% Orange Juice. Not, not the I've game. never
0: seen Jesse come to live so immediately. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was actually a spider that fell on my head, and that was a shocked reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> shocked reaction.
0: Yeah. No, and I think that especially, you know, people that are fans of Japanese games can go back and find these older uh, uh, titles that, you know, now things get localized a lot more. Um, but like, you know, like Attack on Titan, those Attack on Titan games 20 years ago never would have seen release in the West.
3: Yeah, indeed. Yeah. They might have eventually seen fan translation, but like a long time down the line.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting to go back, like, you know, trying to go back and play Kingsfield. Because Dark Souls oh, is so Oh, gosh,
3: good. yeah. yeah. Well, you can't
0: get the first four. Like, there's one Kingsfield that was translated to the West, but the rest of them, like... And I, I, we, I highly doubt those will ever get localized until, you know, Bandai Namco. No, not because uh, I don't think Bandai Nash-wise Namco did those Bandai Bandai first ones. Until we nationalized Bandai Namco. No, until Friends Software runs out of ideas and, you know, eventually does the, hey, here's a remastering of Kingsfield, which is apparently what you do now when you uh, need a quick dose of cash for your next title.
2: Or just make like, Dark Souls three. Make Dark Souls three. <laughs> I know
0: it was a crap, oh cash grab. Oh, that was a cash grab. Oh, got it. Huh. Um, oh. But uh, there was, was like a, I was I was I was researching for a, a list I'm putting together because those get clicks, and I'm a I'm a internet slave for clicks. Um, and I remember this old RPG. Did you ever play a game called Kodelka
3: Um, I never played it, but I am definitely aware of it.
0: Yeah, it's part of the Shadow Hearts series.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you're the. Only, I I just want to bring that up because you're the only per- other person that I thought might have played it.
3: <laughs> I mean, it certainly makes sense to ask me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would you would know, but like you know, like those games are not necessarily good by by modern standards, but you can go back and play them and be like, this is so interesting and weird. Do you remember those um those trap setting games? I think the most recent one was was literally deception. called Trapped. What? Do you mean Deception? Well, that was that was the one on the PlayStation Portable, right?
3: Uh, Deception started out on like PlayStation, I think.
0: Yeah, the first one. Yeah, and isn't that like? And, and the the premise is that you set traps and you're running around. And you try to lead people into them, and then it's it's wacky, but it's also bloody and stuff. Mm, yeah. Yeah, the, the, it is the Deception series. You're right. Um, and uh, but I think that's actually a spinoff of like something else as well, or they've had spinoffs of it. You know, it's like every time you jump down one of these rabbit holes, it leads you into like 15 different titles. You know
3: yeah and entire subgenres that you never would have imagined existed
0: yeah and that's that's what i love about um this kind of it's like being this level of nerd is like so rewarding in ways that like your parents will never understand
3: <laughs> Yeah, but they were nerds in their own ways. Every generation is made up of some kind of nerds for something, even yeah. if it's n- sports nerds.
2: My grandparents were nerds for segregation.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh,
0: but um, what was I? Uh, was somebody gonna say something about uh? But oh yeah, like but uh, the, these kind of like the, the fan translations, the fan projects, things like that. Like, you don't really see those anymore. You 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 create a fan project for, oh, I want to make a, a good Sonic the Hedgehog fan project, and Sega will shut it down. And you're seeing a much tighter control over intellectual properties. And um, do you think that, especially in the Western market, like, you wouldn't imagine there would, you might see a Call of Duty mobile, which we have a Call of Duty mobile, but you're not going to see, like, hey, here's the Call of Duty spin off visual novel, you know?
3: Yeah. And I just, in I don't general, know. In general, you know, it's complicated. <laughs> it's definitely a very complicated thing. But there is still plenty of fan works going on. And in some cases, like we at Exeed, we used to actually take fan translations and pay the creators of them some money and possibly hire them on and make the translations official. We did that with some of the East games. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that's that's so
0: cool, though, is that like, a lot of these people get their starts in the fan community and then like kind of work their way into the, the mainstream community. Um, that must be like a hell of a transition, though, you know?
3: It's certainly a big adjustment, and it can be difficult because there are companies out there who are looking for these bright-eyed people who don't know what they're doing. And so, you know for whoever out there is thinking of doing fan projects in hopes of someday becoming a professional, all I say is be careful, Mm -hmm. but do it Live your dream. Yeah. I I think that there's like, especially
0: on my side of things, the journalism side, there's like so many people that want to get you to do things for free because there's like no repercussions. And it's like a very, you know, you and I are older now, but, And we see all these young people coming in and it's like the, 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 the amount of exploitation in the industry is like fucking massive, you know,
3: Uh, there is certainly a lot of it out there. And, you know, when you're just starting out, you don't know that being paid an exposure is not actually a good thing.
0: Yeah. There's, there's, I can see both sides of it because on the side of the journalism thing, like you can't necessarily afford to pay someone you don't know who has never written for you and has no history and so you can't like just like pony up like a bunch of money especially like we're run by uh like we we have a financial backing that i every everything like brothers what the coke we're funded by the coke brothers no but everything i do i have to like submit a budget for so i can see that side of it and like a lot of people they're like i just want to get an article out there i'm like look straight up i can't pay you for it but if you just want to like be published i can do that and if they understand that going in, but then you get people that are like, I go to E3 some years and there's dudes that are like doing E3 and they're like, oh, "This is my third year and I still haven't gotten paid. I'm like, what the fuck
3: are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of companies in the game industry have like specific tests and exercises they they present to pr- pr- prospective candidates. And you know, that at least helps you show that these people have some sort of skill in what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that we, 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 you and I, on different sides of the the, the line, but we still both work in an industry that people. The, the point of this podcast is that we work in an industry that people dream about working in. You know. Yeah. And every time you have an industry built on dreams, you're going to have people who will are willing to do, to willing to self-sacrifice to make those dreams happen, which can be good and bad, and willing people were willing to exploit people for those dreams
3: yeah it's very unfortunate but there are also a lot of very honest people out there who do want to make these dreams come true
0: well not journalists we're all scum on this side so oh, anytime oh, yeah, any of us talk to you we're scum
2: some people dream about this job we nightmare <laughs> uh,
0: um no there are there are great people in the industry it's just um <clears throat> you have to grow up pretty fast when you're when you're getting into it you know
3: yeah, that I sadly do understand. Yeah,
0: but uh, you know, you know what'll help you grow up though is great games like Corpse Party with adult themes that you can now get <laughs> for, uh, on Steam for just like ten dollars. I think it's ten bucks on Steam. Oh, Corpse Party Two just dropped. Uh, C- Corpse Party Two Dead Patient,
3: correct? Yeah, um, Dead Patient is actually the fifth game if you are going entirely in order. Yeah because there's Corpse Party, then there's Book of Shadows, then there's Sweet Sachiko's Hysteric Birthday Bash, then there's Blood Drive, then there's Dead Patient. Yes. But the thing about Dead Patient is that it was made by the original indie developers, um, like, directly, whereas a lot of the titles in between, they worked with the same people who make games like Steinsgate.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool.
3: Yeah. But, uh... You know,
0: it is it is pretty standard in video games that, like, if you see a 2 next to a name or a 3 or a 4, it's probably the 17th of the series.
3: It's gotten that way. I mean, I think that a lot of that is caused by a series like Kingdom Hearts that just really got away with a lot of it. And Assassin's Creed too.
0: Oh, no, God, dude, Capcom was doing it way before then. Yeah. Do you know how many Resident Evils there are?
2: Uh, That's no. fair. That's yeah. very fair. Final Fantasy 17 is the 92nd one in the series.
0: Yeah, dude. I, Resident Evil 7 uh, is the 27th Resident Evil game. Oh,
2: man. Is that one hyperbole? or No,
0: okay. it's not. I remember I did an article on it. And I'm, I'm cheating with the numbers a little bit because I'm including like the Game Boy Color version that they had in like, some of the DS ports. Um, but like the most recent man Shoot, Call of man, Shoot, man Shooter is the 16th Call of Man Shoot game. Oh, boy. And it's just called Modern Warfare this time. And it's just like, but if you, yeah, Call of Duty 16. Like, Jesus Christ!
3: (laughs) Nothing ever changes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that sequel numbering has definitely gotten out of hand.
0: Yeah, so when is Corpse Party going to have their FPS spinoff? That's what I want to (laughs) know.
3: Well, I doubt that will happen, but Even if it did, I'm focusing on current titles. (laughs) Yeah, what are you working on right now? Well, I can't actually tell you anything about what I'm currently working on, I'm afraid. Oh, no. But I am definitely working on several things.
0: Is it Gungrave? Because those are fun. No, (laughs) Those are shoots. You could shoot guys in... Gungrave has lots of man shoot, but they're more fun. It's like a hyperbolic man shoot. You should just rename Gungrave hyperbole man shoot, and then I think people would buy it more.
3: Gungrave is a very interesting series. I actually ended up getting an Oculus Rift S uh, last year, and I've been trying out all sorts of VR games, including the VR versions of Gungrave. And it's just really good stuff. Oh, Gungrave is super fun. Yeah,
0: it's it's like it's it's like I said, it's hyperbole man shoot. There's no like uh, like um, it's just all catharsis. It's all fun. There's no like sad. Like if you were to make a Trigun game, it would have to be like melancholic hyperbole man shoot.
3: <laughs> i'd like to see that
0: you should hire me to rename all your games for western audiences <laughs> uh did you ever play god hand
3: um i actually i do but i don't remember much about it
0: oh it's the brother, but i don't probably, remember much probably about one it.
2: of the best games of all time
0: yeah god hand's pretty great <laughs> i don't know i just want to know if you'd play god hand have you, So do you ever uh, talk to Japanese developers and, like, hang out with them and stuff? Did you go to TGS?
3: I did not, but um, I definitely have coworkers who are constantly going to events like that yeah. and staying on the curve. I just haven't had an opportunity yet myself.
0: Yeah. I, I want to go to TGS this upcoming year, and luckily we'll, we'll probably have the budget for it, so that'll be cool. I just want to know if Suda51 is ever sober. No. Because I think he's...
3: <laughs> There's your answer. Yeah.
0: Like I think, I he's think like whatever that one
3: assumption th- you make there is the correct answer, no matter what the no matter what that assumption is.
0: <laughs> it's like I think he's one of those guys that had those like holes drilled into his brain that like make it replicate a consistent acid trip.
3: Yeah, trappening. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I love this guy's work though. He's fucking great. Um, what's your favorite uh, game right now?
3: My favorite game right now that is definitely. <laughs> Oh, a doozy of a question. Uh, but recently, I suppose, I've been really into Smash Brothers Ultimate.
2: Nice. That's a pretty good answer. Who do you mean?
3: Uh, I mean Lucina and Pikachu.
2: Ooh. Well, that's the end of this
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, did you have any uh, questions you wanted to get into?
2: Not, not any that weren't already answered. I think I'm good.
0: Yeah, I tend to ramble, and I, I kind of go off on tangents. So
2: You basically covered everything. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you guys do the one? Does XC do the One Piece games?
3: Uh, no, I think that is... Bandai Namco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So is <laughs> One Piece overrated?
2: Apparently it's really, really good. I mean... Do it get good again? Um... Apparently, it's consistently good. Uh, I just, I tried to get into it, but it was like, so the intro music was pretty bad. And then I noticed that it was like 900 episodes in, and I was like, maybe I'll I'll pass.
0: (laughs) So I I was on Reddit recently, and this guy made a post that he's like, has terminal cancer, and he's sad that he's going to die before One Piece ends. And I was like, he's been reading it for 20 years. So, Sarah, what anime are you afraid you will never see the end of?
3: Hunter, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter. Is that one of the Vampire Hunter ones? No. No, you know, Hunt, Hunter, Hunter x Hunter. X. Hunter. No. Yeah. Uh, the author, he always goes on these really long hiatuses and has been since the 90s. And I definitely worry that before it actually reaches an ending, either he or I will die.
0: <laughs> uh that's great. Your version of heaven is just that it Hunter Hunter has finished. Indeed. Yeah. Sunday. You go up to the pearly gates and it just opens and there's the full volume of Hunter Hunter. <laughs> do you are you currently? Do you think uh, George R. R. Martin's going to finish
3: the books ever? I don't think so. Uh, it would be. I would imagine that his children will finish it. It will be one of those situations. Yeah. Like uh, Dune.
0: Yeah, Dune. Where uh, Brian Herbert now does Frank Herbert's work, which is kind of good because if you read the later Dune books, like his dementia had set in far before his ability to stop putting a pen to paper
2: had. Yeah, what's the part about where like Duncan Idaho is climbing a cliff? And- There's
0: like a two page rant on like the existence of sandworms because like at some point like Frank Herbert just like started thinking sandworms were real, like in real life. It's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, Dune chapter house. Everyone should read it if you want to. Uh, if you're like in college right now studying neurology. Or like, you know, brain surgery or something. You need to read Dune Chapter House as a representation of the signs of, of dementia. It's pretty good.
3: So in other words, it's basically a manifesto. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: I, I it's it's but not one of those weirdo manifestos. Back when manifestos were like benign and you didn't like it wasn't like prior to committing, like, a horror, an horrible act.
2: We need to reappropriate sure? manifestos. Yeah, we need to, like,
0: reappropriate manifestos for yeah. the, the, the manifesto of Hugs and Smiles. Like, let's just... <laughs> oh, no, all of a sudden, now there's a revolution in one of the South American countries. Who knows? Anyways. Um, Sarah? yeah, Do you have anything else you want to bring up before we uh, close out here?
3: Well, I would just say, when it comes to Corpse Party, I had to put, my life and heart and soul into these games i think it's probably taken my soul away from me
0: yeah
3: like with the first game i actually more or less remade the game from its original form so just please give these games a try they are so good and you know it may seem like they're too anime or there's cliches you don't like get past that you'll find something wonderful in these games
0: I, I will definitely agree with you on that. And honestly, like I'm I'm pretty much a shill at this point, but like it's it's really true that Corpse Party is one of those games that you don't expect a lot out of it, and then you play it and you get a lot out of it, you know?
3: Absolutely. Like it's very unassuming. Right. It doesn't look like what it is.
0: It yeah, it it's it's like you look at it and you're like, this looks crappy you know it's it's visually you look at it and it doesn't look like a polished product and you play it and it's 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 like an elevated um version of the concept you know
2: i mean it doesn't need to be polished it's like you know there's such a um i mean i believe that style is more important than graphics by a tremendous margin um you know uh so you know Spending a million billion dollars to get like, uh, you know, anti-aliasing times 64 and uh, just like 150 frames per second.
0: I, I, I'm just, I'm saying that like in a world where so many studios are, um, so many games are chasing the most polished graphical style that they can. There's something refreshing about playing a charming older game that even at the time was more focused on substance than visuals, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Definitely. yeah so
2: substance is always more important put that on your, your substances and box body. quotes
0: for the 16th reimagining now available on the whatever handheld device they're making now is that on the phones yet is corpse party on the phones <laughs> uh
3: yes there are phone versions of these games yeah, typically sure. released by the original developers rather than by Exeed.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah okay thank you so much for joining us today my pleasure yeah and if you want to check out corpse party you can do so now on Steam it's only like 10 bucks sorry corpse party two dead patient the original corpse party is also on Steam you can get it for like nine bucks um it's it's a really low barrier to entry to get into these games and um, the amount of hours of entertainment you'll get out of it especially if you go into all the crossovers is you know well worth the asking price so absolutely yeah sarah thank you for joining us today uh once again this has been real professional the podcast where air quotes real professionals interview non-air quotes real professionals and uh we'll uh, catch you all catch you all later bye well we saved the world from aliens but bobby is
2: still 50 feet tall and dale is still invisible
0: it's true
2: i have no choice I have no choice, I have no choice. Shabu, for my last wish, I want everything back to normal.